Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 152. We're back down in the basement to talk about another week of wrestling. We are getting excited for Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door. We will be in attendance. I don't know if we've mentioned that. Of course we have. We'll be in attendance at that show. The card is shaping up. We'll spend some time talking yeah. about that for sure. Um, recording a little bit later on Saturday. What is it? June 17th today. Collision, baby. Right. Oh, collisions today. Yeah. Right. And we wanted to watch Rampage from last night too. Yeah. Okay. So we'll um, check that I out. I know my peeps wanted to go out. I don't know if I will, but okay. we'll see. So yeah, uh, we hosted people last night and then I ended up heading out down the street to throw some darts and was out late. And then you had to work at a weird time today. So it sort of delayed recording mm-hmm. a little bit. So we're starting in the early evening on June 17th, but glad you're here to listen to us. Um, I don't know what's new in your, you just got a new AirPod case. Yeah, I just randomly dropped mine in theirs and I never found it. Where he works, at so the grocery store he works. They didn't, I just gave up. The case disappeared, so luckily in the same plaza where you work is a Staples, and mm-hmm. they had a set there, so, so did you get them gonna, connected or whatever you need um, to do? We're, we're working on it. We'll, we'll try to do that. Good. You, God forbid you live without AirPods for a day or two, right? That would be the worst. I'm not going back to the wires. So uh, I still love the wires, but anyways. So exams are cruising in for you anytime soon, starting Wednesday, right? How many exams do you have? Uh, you have English? Three, but I'm probably only needing to study for science. So English, science, and what? Tech? No, phys ed. Oh, phys ed, fitness testing, right? Yeah. Nice. So that's coming up this week, and then summer is rapidly approaching. Weather is getting nicer. Nice yesterday, nice today. Breezy, but warm at least, right? Because we've had a long run of yeah, it's, like rainy. I've been wearing jeans gross. most of the week, not just for work. But. Yeah, which is way rare in late June for us. Yeah. But we needed all that rain we got for all the fires around us, I guess. Yeah. It's not smelling like smoke anymore. I never really noticed. The air quality is back to being okay and stuff. So the fire ban's over. So we had a fire last night in the backyard, as might sound strange, but that is sort of the way things work where we live. People have fires in their yards all the time, right? Even though we're kind of in like a subdivision, it's just how this community rolls, I guess you could say. Yeah, seems to be pretty common. Yep, so we had people over for swim last night, felt like summer. And then we'll have a late dinner once we're done doing all of this, but I don't know. Do you have anything else you wanted to talk about? No, I was trying to think. I I really don't think I've been doing anything interesting. Nothing banterable, right? Just getting through the end of your school life. Biding my time. And working and getting hyped for Forbidden Door. For Forbidden Door, yes. Which is going to be awesome. But I don't know, I guess... That'll be sweet, hopefully. It will. We'll have to... um, so that's at Scotia, right? Right. So it starts at eight, I think. So we'll have to head down and find parking, mm-hmm. maybe find some food, make an evening of it, and then we do have school the next day. But it's it's like the second last day for me, and you're already done probably at that point. When you don't have to worry. Oh, do you have an exam after when's Forbidden Door the twenty fifth, right? Yeah. Do you have anything after that? I don't know. I can't remember how it works. Depends, but anyways, it depends when the exam days are, I guess. Right. But we'll figure it out. That's not interesting for any of you, so we may as well move into what might be interesting, but might not be, and that's talking about some wrestling. Our first segment this week, like every other week, will be taking a look at some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. Okay, ratings this week. NXT averaged 581,000 viewers, down 5.5%, earned 0.16 in the key demographic, down 5.9%. To be fair, it did go head-to-head with Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Finals, which was uh, number one on the cable chart. So serious competition for them, down 5-ish percent in both categories. 
Dynamite averaged 832,000 viewers, down 7.9%, and earned a 0.30 in the key demographic, down 9.1%. And they had less competition than usual with both NBA and NHL playoffs ending. So um, not much competition. Numbers weren't great, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So I only have, I think, three or four things. So I don't know what you've got. We didn't discuss our news this week. So you go ahead. What do you no, got? Um, so, and it, so I guess we were talking about Forbindor, but um, additions to the card were a couple more title matches, one of which is surprising in every way, and other one is not. <laughs> okay. Um, so the first one was Jungle Boy and Sonata for the IWGP World Heavyweight title. Yes. Which is weird because I think Sonata is a weird champion because he's not that big i've always liked him and thought he should have been a bigger deal than he was to I'm be just, honest but i guess i'm I, sh- I can't complain because it's an okada for the 12th time yeah it's gonna be a re- it'll be a good match and then jungle boy is a questionable choice he, he's 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 good it's just it's it's questionable should i do my fantasy booking now or when i was going to talk about it on dynamite but i guess i can do it here uh, since it, it came it, up it's up to you um and because jungle boy is bringing hook right we'll talk about that at dynamite it's not a big spoiler of any kind He's asked Hook to be at ringside, right? Don't you just feel like a Jungle Boy heel turn is coming? I, I wrote that. I feel like one of them's turning heel. So if, I if... think that's the way Sonata wins, and Jungle Boy can blame Hook because it's kind of odd that specifically he's at ringside, right? So I wonder if that's the beginning or if it all happens yeah. there even. So. I think even though that's a weird choice, though, because you could have like Jungle Boy face someone in the mid-card-ish, like Naito or But he's got to lose Takagi. to Sonata, right? So he can, in, yeah, but in his mind... Someone, like more on his level, though. Well, I guess Sonata is like main champion. Even he regardless is. if he's like a new comer to the top, he's still main champion guy. Right, with no chance of the NWGP heavyweight champion getting the main event or IWGP or whatever it is. Yeah, IWGP. Okay, what's the other one? And then MJF and Tanahashi, which you called, which is pretty obvious because Tanahashi got the title last year, so it's the least the title interesting one for me so far. And that's saying something because Jungle Boy Sonata is not super interesting to me, but at least it's. Like, I think in ring it'll weird. be good, really good. Yeah, Tanahashi's kind of past it, and I was never a huge because I was watching New Japan while I think I would say Tanahashi was still in his prime or at the just the tail end of his prime, and I didn't even love him then. Yeah. Maybe that's because it was kind of introduced to me as the, he's the John Cena of, and I'm like, oh, I get what you mean, but that doesn't make me want to love him, right? But yeah, he he's he's great and all, but I don't really care. Yeah. I'm personally on an, an Osprey swing right now. Yeah, of course. Osprey, but Osprey's my boy. I mean, MJF Tanahashi could still be a really good match, and that'll just be gravy because we know we're gonna get some awesome matches. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the more the merrier. I'm glad Osprey's great right now because I need someone to like from New Japan. Right. And Jay White's gone. So yeah. Osprey is the new Osprey. One. I'm super excited for that yeah. one. That's obviously, I think, the main event. It's the one I'm most excited for. Yeah. Um, what do I have here? A U.S. district judge in California has denied. I don't know if you remember this. There's that issue with MLW and WWE. Um, I do remember. I don't remember why. So WWE is trying to get the lawsuit dismissed altogether. Um, and that got. So the proceedings will continue. The judge denied I don't remember that what it was about. request. It's basically about, um, it says here, the court finds that MLW has sufficiently pleaded circumstantial evidence, at least, of WWE's, WWE's monopoly power. It's just one of those things where they try and sort of, um, WWE engaged in anti-competitive conduct with respect to foreclosure of distribution channels, like sort of making it hard for MLW to get on anywhere that's affiliated with WWE, I think. And they sort of put pressure on their distributors not to deal with any other wrestling you know what i mean i think is the problem right 
Um, so all it means is the trial can go forward. WWE was trying to get it dismissed, and the court said, no, it's not like you're guilty, but we're at least going to proceed. So okay, we'll see that where that sense. goes. That does seem like something they would oh, do and have done in the past Exactly, many they have, for sure. And so it's what seems, people sense. seeking a monopoly do, right? And it's just a matter of whether they did anything illegal or not, I guess. I guess so, yeah. Yep. Uh, next is some, there's some interesting things being discussed for SummerSlam, uh, kind of shaking things up. Uh, okay. Like um, a couple title matches being uh, discussed for SummerSlam. Okay. Ricardo, what would you guess that is? Oh, I, so like what titles are we talking here? I can't tell you that. That's wow. just, that would be like, like something you wouldn't really expect. Something I wouldn't expect. I don't yeah, know. Like a couple title matches that you wouldn't expect to be on the card. Roman Reigns and somebody. Mm-mm. I don't it's know. Like, this is okay, too big yeah, a field for I, me. Yeah, you okay. can't narrow it There's, down. I got no shot. Discussing NXT title matches for SummerSlam. Oh, for SummerSlam? NXT Specifically title? the main and the women's. No, like specific matches. I'm just saying they're discussing like oh. putting the titles on the card. Oh, I thought you meant like specific matches. Sorry, no, that no, would yeah, have been easier. That is. That okay. would be interesting. They are. I'd like to see Melo get a stadium. Stadium they stadium. do seem to want to get back to it's a third brand again or the third brand they could have just left it cool then they could have left it cool they could have done nothing and they would be in that position they could have literally done nothing and just yes so okay that's interesting i don't know if i want again i don't know if i want wwe in my nxt do you know what i mean i would just want i'm I happier just, when vince doesn't know it exists yeah i would just put like you just do like mellow versus someone like like as if it was a takeover match and it just happens to be on SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Then there's no issue with it because it's not any different. Mellow Rollins mm-hmm. would be awesome. I don't think it'll be like something like where he's defending against a main roster guy. I think it. I someone coming it, down. I no. I picture it as like he would defend against like like someone he would defend against in NXT like Dragonov or something. Oh, but like, just I'm on picturing them. like yeah. yeah, you just like. You just elevate that storyline to like okay. put it on SummerSlam, like I don't mm-hmm. know what, like Dragonov or like any anyone from mm-hmm. NXT. Like I would picture just like it's in NXT time. It's like it would be on a Takeover or a PLE, but it just happens to be on SummerSlam instead. Yeah, I like, got that you. That kind of thing. That's what I picture. But I mean, it could be like a main roster person too. But to me, I feel like it'd be more interesting if it's like I would be more a pure NXT if, match. Yes, yeah, yeah. that would be more like that's better for everyone involved, right? And I'm there's there's gonna be a story attached to it that I'm familiar with too, right? Which exactly. Would be nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else do I have here? Nothing major. A women's title street fight set for Ring of Honor TV. Did you see that? No. Who it's going to be? Um, oh, it's it, Anthony and Kira Hogan. So the board of directors, including Hathaway, right, and Tony Khan. And Jerry Lynn. Chicago street fight for uh, Athena defending against. Isn't Kira Hogan? It is Kira Hogan. So I've has seen she? That's the feud. That's my question. Has she been doing something? I don't know. They've been kind of feuding. I've seen. I don't. I don't really I pay attention. I just know there's been. I've just seen like clips that they are kind of feuding. I just. Okay. I've been paying paying attention to it. Yeah, I like Hogan. I just didn't know. Like again, it feels like their women's title shots just sort of come I mean, out of nowhere. That's probably the best thing she can be doing right now. I don't. Yeah. I don't see her doing much in main AEW. So no. like I guess that makes sense. Yeah, could be all right too. I just thought it was strange. It is a little strange. Your turn. Um, uh, why is my thing? Oh, there it is. Um, EJ and Duca of MLW. That's my next has one. Reportedly been signed quietly by AEW. He's been under some sort of deal for like months, which is interesting. I can't believe WWE didn't grab him. Have you seen him? Yeah, he is huge, right? He's a guy um, they would want. Yeah, he's older than I thought because it was my next news Maybe item. Maybe that's too. why. Like, I he's thirty four. Oh, okay, that's not terrible. Then no, I, not okay. At then all. I don't know why they wouldn't, take especially him. if he works like a fairly reasonable style, right? Mm-hmm. But so he debuted against Takeshita on an episode of Dark, apparently. 
Oh, so that's how you know it was a while ago if it was on dark. And when I did that thing where I I picked my roster for a like a fantasy startup organization, I put him on it just because I think he I've seen him a little bit and I thought like he, his look is incredible. He's a big jacked dude, but um, and I thought he was okay for a big guy. So I'm not. I surprised. actually accidentally like when I played two K nineteen, I accidentally downloaded him on communication. Oh, did you? Like it just like. I was looking for guys to use as jobbers, and I just sound like because I didn't know MLW really, so I just I had no clue. So I literally just downloaded him and changed his name a little so that I could it would ring announce mm-hmm. and like and then I found out that I was like, oh, that's that guy. He's pretty cool. Like yeah. I check in with MLW, right? I I was trying to watch it somewhat regularly. I've definitely not right now, but I check in every now and then. Mm-hmm. He's pretty cool. I'm not surprised a major company grabbed him. I thought he. I guess he's not a tag team. No, I think Simone's SWAT team has the tag titles. Right they're now, cool as I well. Think. I enjoy them. I think they're getting like belts made for figures. So I, that, I think that'd be kind of cool to get. So with that one being gone, my only other one is that Leo Rush is announced for Impact Wrestling Summer Sizzler. So that doesn't sound like he's signed with Impact, but um, his last appearance was at the Multiverse thing. Remember during WrestleMania yeah, weekend? I think that's kind of what they're stemming this off of. So I really like him. So I would love if he'd stick around in Impact. I think he's a decent fit for them too. Like he could do X Division stuff, right? But he almost might be too big for Impact. I don't know because he's pretty well known and he had a apparently a really good run in Japan recently, is what yeah. I'm hearing. So oh, yeah, yeah, the team with Yo. Yeah. So I I really like him. So I hope to yeah, see him and do some stuff. I see them promote like those named shows all the time. I don't know if some of them are live events because like or if that's a TV taping and they're just calling it that. Yeah, I don't I know, know it's what not it, PLEs. I don't know what Summer Sizzler is either. Exactly. I don't know if they just like label things so that like they can advertise it better because I know that's not like a PLE or anything. So it's like or not a PLE, but whatever, whatever they call them, pay per views and whatnot. Right. So I don't know. It's kind of weird. They always like. I feel like it It seems really indie where it's like you just pr- give a show a name and like, but then sometimes they end up being TV taping. So I don't, I don't so really know. So it says it's on Saturday, June 24th at 730. I'm just looking so it up now. It could either be a live thing or it's a, I, that just really doesn't seem like a pay-per-view name. So it's Summer Sizzler Day 1. Does that mean there's more than one day of this? Anyways. That makes me think it's a live thing. You carry on and I'll look into I'm, it. I'm I'm great confusion right now. Um, my it. last one is WWE reportedly wants to bring back Drew McIntyre for Money in the Bank, but uh, negotiations are still at a standstill. Yeah, apparently he does not like some of the ideas they've been coming up for. With him, well, because for him, apparently sorry. he was unhappy that like his Mania match was he was like in the mid card, even though that match was right. awesome. Uh, it was in the mid card. Yeah, and so, he's I guess he's I a big enough star is, to sort of ask for what he wants. Now, he right? is above the mid card now. I think I think that was a bit of a demotion, even though the match was awesome. Like, I I think that I guess that makes sense, and so yeah, his contract I think it's end up at it's on it's over at the end of the year, mm-hmm. so he's still got time for sure. He'd but be interesting if AEW picked him up. He could be good in AEW. He's not. I've never really seen him. What much. I think they would. would I've never fit seen well, him but much he's in good. Non WWE style. Right. I never really watch him in Impact. I'd anywhere. be interested to see. Yeah. So actually, it would be interesting. I don't really. I don't. I don't think I want him in AEW per se, um, but I, I could live with it. I'd be slightly intrigued. Just there's no room, as we always say. But, yeah. Okay, Summer Sizzler on the official Impact site, June 23rd and 24th, but the, the little tiny blurb they give says, the television trucks of Impact on Access TV come to center stage in Atlanta. So, so that TV? makes me think it is a thing then? It does sound like that. Okay. Yeah, that's what I would always look for is like if it says like live on. They go out of their way to point out it's the TV trucks are coming, right? So 
sounds like it's right. recording for TV. And that is the difference because every time they promote like one of the pay-per-view shows or whatever, there's always like the fallout after. Mm-hmm. And I know those are not televised. Right. All right. That's it for news and rumors. Mm-hmm. We are moving into our first and most in-depth review of the week. And that's taking a look at Wednesday night's episode of AEW Dynamite. So tell me about the dynamite that we just finished watching this morning, right? Mm-hmm. I think. Oh yeah, we did. Busy week. Right. Yeah. Um. So we kicked off the show with the that the uh, world title eliminator with uh, MJF and Adam Cole. Did we it. ever? And Cole had the I like the blue he had. It was kind of it was kind of cool looking. Yeah. Did he have that when he was tagging with Brit? I feel like. Yeah. Because I thought it was pink did, and it wasn't. Actually. Right. Because yeah, I remember. Because <laughs> I don't I remember... do colors. I remember they matched, and I think I they think did. You're right, yeah. It and was, I thought it was pink to because the honor the heart stuff, but no, that it's he, not. he did that when he won the tournament, right? Which I forgot they're doing that in the summer, the own heart tournament again. I wonder if they'll like do, use the same belts for the winners, yeah. Or did you just charge that? So it was plugged in, but the light wasn't on. So oh, okay. then I panicked, okay. and yeah, it, yeah. now it is on. So yeah, do so not have this dying. I wonder if they'll middle. do the the belts again or make new belts or something. Those yeah. belts were like interesting. They were really big. Yes, they, they were huge. They looked good because they look good for like a tournament belt that you'll never use. Because if that was like a defended belt, I think it would look dumb. But because yeah. it's like a big thing, like prefer prestige tournament. It's like a cup, kind of. Yeah. So I-, I liked it in that aspect. I don't know why I'm talking about that. Because <laughs> I got on the whole, I I'll, thought it was pink. I'll talk more about belts later. You will. Specifically one belt. The beautiful, beautiful belt. So another new belt. Uh-huh. Uh, anyways, we start the match. Uh, there's early on, there's some like, MJF did the thing where he like arm wrenches Cole into the corner, which he liked. Yes, the, where he, like, I, the, arm, the like, whip into the turnbuckles. Yeah, yeah I like yeah. it. Uh, there's stomps in the corner, then crowd count punches from Cole. Uh, MJF stomped Cole's left hand on the steel stairs. Um, MJF did the Penta's move, like the Fear Factor, maybe mm-hmm. pan, whatever, the pump handle, half Nelson driver, if you want to go. That looks good. Uh, for two, yeah, that was pretty cool. I'm surprised Excalibur didn't go all like get some official name for that. Like, I, cause my I only no- know that because of 2K. It's a pump handle than the half Nelson. Driver. My note is nice pump handle driver question mark because I'm not sure if pump I'm right. Pump handle half Nelson, baby. Nice. Um, MJF mocked Cole or Shawn Michaels, whatever you want to call it, uh, doing the tune up the band thing. But then Cole caught him with his own super kick, which always looks nice. Cole's got, I swear, he's got, he might have the best super kick. And because around. his arm know. was getting worked over in this, he was. There's a lot of kicking, and they yeah. almost all looked really good, I thought. Yeah, I don't know. Like, because him and the box definitely do it differently. Mm-hmm. And I think the Usos, too. Um, and Gargano also. Has his own. So I always like how Gargano did it in too. NXT. But um, I think, like, also when I watch the Cole Gargano match the other week, like, I think his super kicks are really good. Gar- or, sorry, Cole, I mean. They are. And I'm, Cole might have my favorite super kick, like, modern day, at least. It's up there. Um, he's a, He tends to nail them really good. He does. And he gets a good... Thigh full slap. extension yeah. like sometimes you can see the thigh stop but i don't really care it doesn't bother me I, either i know it's at this happening. point it's like i don't i really especially in the last shot i really notice yeah. it now but i like it you know it's honestly more work to complain about it right so, i don't really care yeah, yeah. uh cole also like he mj had him like the reverse waist lock or whatever and he cole got out of it and then hit that jumping in Siguri, which that he always does yep. which also nice snap he always nails and then a the backstabber for a two count MJF ducked the last shot and he went for the salt of the earth. But Cole avoided that. Uh, MJF hit a butterfly shoulder breaker, which was interesting. I thought he, I thought he was gonna go full of J driller on him. It looked cool. That 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 would have been cool though. Especially um, with the guy coming off concussion. Exactly. That yeah. that, that would have made it cool. 
Uh, and then Cole came back with the Patel drop Brain Buster for two. Uh, then an Ushi Garoshi for two uh, from Cole. Uh, MJF had a Tombstone Pile Driver on the apron, which was pretty nice. Uh, there's some back and forth strikes. Cole got the better of it with the series of super kicks, so there's that. Mm-hmm. And then MJF came back, hawking him with a clothesline. Uh, Cole locked MJF in a cross face, but MJF countered into a pin for two. Then he got out. He got Cole in the salt of the earth, but Cole got out, uh, locked in an ankle lock, uh, which looked questionable at times. Uh, but MJF then countered into an interesting, like, kind of a cross face submission. Then he did, like, the thing where he traps both arms, and Cole got close to the ropes when he got the rope break with his foot. Uh, MJF had a heat seeker. He stuck him for two. That was, that was really nice. Yep. Uh, also works with the concussion thing. Uh, MJF hit an elbow drop from the top turnbuckle to the outside, putting Cole through the tape for, through the timekeeper's table. Looked uh, really shade good. Shade to the Iron Man Nailed match. it. I think yeah. that's when that was. Uh, Cole barely beat the 10 count back in the ring. Uh, hit a fl- Cole hit a Florida Keys on the apron, uh, which what he calls the, it's the straight jacket German. Oh, because that's what I wrote, straight jacket German. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he had a name for it. I only How remember. Matt Taven of him. <laughs> I only remember that from uh, 2K again, because his movie was like, a super kick to the face, and then the person would turn around, and then you'd hit him with the straight jacket. Right. right. Thing it was like good. An, I think it was his alternate signature. It's cool. Because he had the patella drop thing in that. Uh, Cole rolled MJF and O'Connell for two, and then off the kick off, or off the kick out, uh, MJF inadvertently shoved him in the ref. MJF went to grab the title. MJF did his best. Eddie Guerrero, but then the ref fell down again because uh, I guess he's he's just real hurt. Uh, so Cole is now holding the title because MJF tried to chuck it to him and. You know, the whole thing. Really cool variation of that spot, yeah. I thought. Yeah. Like, to have Other the, the ref, ref... Like, the ref is kind of, like... But I thought I, it was funny, because yeah. then it, le- like, it backfires, and Cole's, like, yeah. edgy enough to still use it to cheat, right? Which I liked. Instead of Jungle Boy, like, hemming and hawing, Cole's like, okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think that works. Also, because Cole has been a heel before, and he, right. would, he would do that anyways. Yep. Um, so, yeah, he hit him with the belt shot, then a last shot for a slow count near fall, because ref boy was down. Very slow count. He um, kick, low blow from MJF. Then the while the ref is checking on Cole, he pulled out the ring. The ref caught him. So then, um, uh, yeah. So he caught him before he hits Cole. And then so the ref was taking the ring from MJF, and then Cole super kicked him. Then and then hit a lot, uh, Panama Sunrise and a last shot. But then the time limit ran out. Um, as the ref counted two, and it's a draw. And then Cole won in five more minutes, and MJF left anyway. Which was perfect, right? Like, no, nice, I'm yeah. out. One of the things I saw just before. You go, yeah, go whatever. Ahead. One of the things I saw someone say was like, or actually, sorry, it was TJR actually when I was reading, um, when I was like looking for the segments that I missed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was looking at what he had to say about this because we really liked it, obviously, not to spoil too much. But he was saying like, it was really well done, the finish, because they didn't make a whole song and dance out of the time I was going to bring that up, limit, yeah, right? exactly. Like, they honestly so like, caught you by surprise. Right. And obviously, I had got spoiled beforehand, but. Mm-hmm putting that aside like I, you wouldn't have expected because he pointed out like they only really mention it like like ju- when justin roberts does the announcement that's the only time Correct. it was mentioned i think so as it just... soon as they mention it more than once right. they telegraph it to me right so i would way rather and apparently i think i read it somewhere they nailed the timing like it's not like they it was twenty nine fifty seven and they pulled like they got it if you were sitting there timing it they nailed the timing of this mm-hmm. apparently nice but yeah i think so too because if as soon as they point out, oh, and we're five minutes in, oh, and we're 15, or even if they officially announce it, then it's obvious, right? If they have the ring announcer or whatever do it, then that's, you I know. Think that's what he did, but they always... But not in the middle, I mean. Like, you know how oh, they'll go... Oh, right, yeah. Five okay. minutes gone, 15 minutes Right, and so, because I guess, well, that's what I was expecting, mm-hmm. and I don't remember ever they hearing didn't. that. I mean, as soon as they do that, you're like, they don't ever do that, so clearly. So, yes, I like that it was a surprise. I thought this match was awesome. 
Um, the crowd was awesome. The crowd was really good on this week's show mm-hmm. for many, many things. I just mm-hmm. thought this was a great back and forth. I, I loved... thought it had the makings of a pay-per-view match. Like, it, it, felt it felt like, like one. It felt like a really good pay-per-view match, right? You had the limb targeting. You had uh, some high spots with going through the table. You had the, I thought, the sort of clever working of the um, Eddie Guerrero cheating spot. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that Leagues was really clever. Cole did on, on the pay-per-view, oh, ironically. My, uh, Cole looked great here, and I thought he rebounded well because I did not like that match with Jericho. Oh, yeah. Right, this was an awesome match, and MJF like continues to deliver excellent matches against pretty much everybody. Right, mm-hmm. like he's not just a promo guy; he's awesome in the ring. Um, the finish to this doesn't bother me at all because it did surprise me. Again, it allows for, for them to sort of continue this story, right, and it adds yeah. something to I it. I think Forbidden Door will throw a bit of a wrench into things. However, that clearly won't be much of a problem because it's a one-week build yeah at this point no this felt this was easily my match of the night not that i didn't like other things on the show because i did but i like you said this felt like a really really good pay-per-view match to me i love this match i'll probably be putting it on the list if i, I put remember it on to the list I, I would have le- i would at least give it i don't think it has much of a chance of getting match of the year no but just to remember mega Hey, well, we do the TV match thing, so that's Correct. that's what the main reason I put this on here because I, I think it is a nominee for match of the year in general, but I think it has a much stronger chance of being the, my favorite TV match of the year. By far, I'm gonna say without thinking too deeply, the best thing Cole's done since coming to AEW. I think. I think. I think this match is at the awesome. very least it's the greatest thing he's done since coming back from injury. For sure. I don't like. Um, I can't think of anything like dropped it amazing i think this yeah it might be the best thing he's done in his run so far it's hard to say because i really enjoy heel cole so much better but yeah and and again the finish not so a problem more. i doesn't bother me at all i love this match mm-hmm. yeah i thought it was a great match to start the show it was a fantastic tv match to kick us off again because we had swerve and cassie last week yep. which is sweet too and because it sorry because it was an eliminator like you can believe cole could win right if it's a straight up championship match i know cole's not winning not that it takes me out of it but I like not knowing who's going to win because it's possible he wins this, right? Mm-hmm. So that added to it and for me too. And one thing I just thought of, there's two there's two um false finishes on the show where people would have won if not for Correct. insert thing here. Right. One of them was good, one of them wasn't. One of them is this one. <laughs> we'll get to that next. This one, one I thought was fantastic cuz if if you have like help screw five more minutes, five more seconds and Cole wins. Right. Right, so I think that's really cool, and the subtlety of the time limit this time is so much better. Mm-hmm. And like, on I wouldn't mind if like from now on, like they could do every time they like tell us when we're halfway done, and like. But you have to do it every match, then. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then right? it's fine. Like it has to be consistent. It can't be out right. of the ordinary. Like I wouldn't mind like next time you have like an eliminator, you do like if it reaches halfway point, mm-hmm. like if it reaches 15 or past, you mention it and then it could still end. Yep. And then you mention right. it and it, this happens again. You do a world title match. You mention when it goes half hour, it ends. It doesn't something like that. Yep. I don't remember how much they mentioned it in the hangman Danielson one when they went to the time limit. And I feel like Danielson Omega did too. I'm I don't pretty remember. sure they mentioned it. I feel like they did. Um, and that, that just seems like what happened, but I don't remember specifically specifically um but yeah this had the makings of a pay-per-view match and definitely felt like one in ways uh definitely at times i thought i thought they work really well together it like as i would have expected i think the finish works because then like you said you can run this back easy and i doubt many people would have a problem with the feud continuing i could see a lot of people taking issue with the draw Mm -hmm. because some people just complain about that i don't have a problem with it awa they use it sparingly be uh it's not something wwe does unless it's some convoluted bs right because like when they want 
um, when they wanted Drew and Sheamus to have, uh, when they wanted them to uh, have the title match at Mania with Gunther that we were talking about before, yeah. they got simultaneous pinfalls in a five-way match, and yeah. then Gunther interfered on their singles match. Yeah. Like that's their convoluted way of having right. a draw in the first match, right? And yes, that's a five-way, but that's how like, or they always have to do a double counter, which is like fine sometimes but that's like the only way they ever do a draw or like yes and then convoluted. double double dqs are lame but they they always do like some convoluted something i don't like this is i like this this is why time limit draws are like okay this this is why time yeah. limits are like all right to have and wwe doesn't do that um this leaves the feud open for later i assume there'll be a brief forbidden door pause but that's okay it's, and it really doesn't matter especially because the time until forbidden door is a lot shorter than mm-hmm. i thought as well so uh mjf delivers again um he's been proving naysayer is wrong throughout this whole run because i think so that was the one complaint right his in-ring ability and i think that's slowly being put to bed yep match after match and i mean like say what you want about him we already talked about it a little but him getting a match with tanahashi at forbidden door uh says something about him because love him or him tanahashi's still big right he's he one of the biggest guys they have so i think i think it definitely says something of mjf's abilities that they want him with yep. Tanahashi. Besides, he's the world champion because they could book Tanahashi against anyone. It doesn't have to be yes the world champion, right? It's like last time he worked with Moxley, and that's Moxley is Moxley. So Moxley is Moxley. I think MJF getting that match is at least good for him. It, it could help put him on the map because yep. Tanahashi's big, and hopefully that gets him on some people's radar. Though I don't know who doesn't follow yeah. him anywhere. If you're not gonna follow MJF, you, you already don't. And you know? Tanahashi's like a mega baby face, so that. Yeah. works well with mjf and mjf too. can easily build it on one show alone yeah so for sure the one dime i way of left should be fine uh this also works for cole because he he can say he almost beat mjf so it gets him like uh not like i don't know not bragging rights but something along those lines yeah like i don't know he didn't lose the, so that's the main not thing momentum um <laughs> not the beloved momentum credibility i don't i guess or like some reason to get a touch like some word that'll come to you in an hour that i'm not thinking of (laughs) uh it's another great match under his belt after the jazz feud he needed some revitalization like this and this is that i'm glad he's doing this because the match was great and that also means that jazz feud is done and dusted correct that is a bonus he got out relatively unscathed and in a decent amount of time it wasn't eight months or whatever it wasn't almost a year right that is surprising uh next we have cm punk we do so yeah it, he was just like i don't i don't care it's kind of sounded fake to me all the all i wrote was because i knew you weren't going to because you're like boycotting him basically but he has lots to get off his chest he's here for the same reasons he was here the first time etc et to et not put people over but, into but wine. let me ask you right so I don't remember what he said specifically, but it sounded really, like, phony to me. I don't remember why. So when he says he has a lot to get off you, his chest, what topic do you, do you think we're supposed to think that is? I think we're supposed to think it's the brawl out. But he but can't talk about that. It won't be. No, because he... And I don't think he would anyways. I feel but like I don't even gonna... know if they're legally talking about any... Cause there was... Oh, yeah. But I don't think he would anyways. I feel like he's definitely the guy to... Sweep it under so the rug. It almost feels possible. like it's like a bait and switch because he because they oh, know that's the message they're sending. Yeah, yeah. That always oh, going to talk about the elite or whatever or that night. But oh, he said the one thing that's for sure with him is that nothing's for sure. Right. And I was like, that's lame. 
So I, I don't know. I thought this was fine. I don't yeah, hate fine. him like you do, but um, I just don't care. I'm just like never been a big fan and prefer the attention goes elsewhere, which is my, I say that all the time yeah. about lots of people. I right? don't care. Yeah, I don't love him and the whole thing. Come after Hangman. That, and he's, I remember in the ESPN interview we just had, he, he was dirtying Hangman even more. Like, get out of here. Jealous. That's, that's mean. No, Hangman's the best. And I don't. I don't take kindly to him continually dissing Hangman because that's just that's not okay. All right, okay. Hangman's the best. And he he's, is cool. He's actually the best. So, and apparently, um, the like Kenny's contract is up. Right at some mm-hmm. point, I'm worried that like Punk's gonna oust them. Like that's what some people have realized. Really? Like not like directly, but like if he's if they there, they could go somewhere else. Yeah, mm, which makes, that would be like makes AEW a less attractive option for them because that because Punk's right. there. And also, if they were to like hypothetically, if that were to happen, that would make AEW much less attractive for me because I, yes. I don't know the elite are like, well, just I'm not saying AEW would be bad, and I'm not saying it would be horrible just because like Punk's there and whatever, right? But like, I feel like it'd be so weird if all of your EVPs, the mm-hmm. four wrestlers who started the company, the Cody's gone. If they were all gone, that would be so like. That'd be so weird if, like, the people who basically started the company aren't there and they're it's also... It's not a ringing elsewhere. endorsement of your company. Right, and also, like, look at stuff like Blackpool versus Elite that we've been, we have right now. That's, like, one of my favorite things in, like, a couple of years or something. Yeah. And you don't you don't have any more of that if they're gone. They've right? been in a they're ton the, of They're in the best story stories, lines. right? Yeah. And that might just be because, like, it, it is partially because they helped to run the company. Right, but, like, of course. It's just, like... They're they're literally in the name, so I don't know. It would be it would be weird if like that happened. I'm hoping that doesn't happen. I feel like Punk could probably do something, and then he'll be. I feel like I would. He I could would be gone like in a couple think, months, anyways. I would like to think he's on thin ice. Not I'm not saying like he has to be gone. I would be okay with that, but like I don't know. I feel like after that, the fact that he should he's lucky he's even being brought back. So I mean, we'll see how that goes. The I best guess. thing you could hope for, probably as a Punk not fan, is that these um, collision tickets keep not selling. Because yeah. he's the driving, <laughs> and then we can go for cheap. He's the driving force behind the show, right? He's being marketed as the thing for it, and mm-hmm. they're not selling other than Chicago. Other than Chicago, they're, so they're Gaga for everything. That's right. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um. So next, we're gonna hear from Samuel Guevara, mm-hmm. which is the first time since Double or Nothing. And it's funny because I was like, "Are we going to address the Jazz situation?" And they actually yep. did, right? So yeah. So he's interviewed by Renee in the in the ring because everyone's interviewed by Renee. She's busy on this episode, mm-hmm. no doubt. Uh, Sammy said, mentioned his kid again, or the, they're having a baby, and it's a girl, so woo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that was the highest of highs, and he said the lowest of lows was not winning the title at Double or Nothing. He says he wants to be the AEW World Champion with his daughter in one arm and the AEW World title in the other arm, uh, or two TNT titles, because he did that before, and that was amusing to me. <laughs> it was. Uh, and he said for that to happen, he might have to make some changes. Uh, Renee left the ring as Darby Allen came out. Uh, Darby congratulated him on the baby girl, and he said he means that. Just to clarify, he does mean it. Sure. Uh, he said that double nothing. He admits he lost that match. He did. News that that's he was literally the one who lost the match. Actually, <laughs> he was actually the only one who actually lost. That's correct. That's the side headlock thing, though. That was nice. Uh, Alan said that it sounds like the people are starting to love Sammy again, uh, which that does sound like it's what it's been with all the babyface promos. I think it definitely sounded like that. Yes. Um, Darby said, uh, or he asked if Sammy's going to stand on his own two feet or stand in the shadows of Jazz. Uh, Alan said that Sting and himself are equals and it's not the Sting Appreciation Society, which I call sass. 
Yeah, you like that. And then their t-shirt could say, it's time to get sassy. It could. Eh? Huh? Sure. They should do that. <laughs> you seem way too proud of that, I feel like. I think that'd be funny. <laughs> I would totally, I would buy that. I wouldn't appreciate staying, but I, I, would, I would wear a sassy shirt. I don't think you would. I think I would. I, I'm a sassy guy. I guess. Right? Sometimes. Yeah. Um, Darby told Sammy he didn't have to answer him right now, but Darby knows the answer. Uh, and then Jericho made his entrance with Floyd. Uh, I'm disappointed nobody popped for Floyd. Nobody. Didn't uh, even mention him, I don't think. Yeah, they, they, commentary needs to start mentioning Floyd. Or he put some respect on his name. Yep. Uh, Jericho told them to shut the music off before he got into the ring. Uh, he told Darby to shut up and mind his own business. Uh, then he spoke to Sammy, uh, saying that while Sammy was chasing MJF for the title, he never called Jericho once and never asked for help. He told Sammy if he asked for help, then Sammy would be the AW World Champion. Uh, Sammy said if Jericho called Sammy, uh, then maybe Jericho wouldn't have lost to Adam Cole twice. <laughs> I was wondering when twice was, and I guess the mixed tag match. You were saying I think, the mixed yeah, tag match. Must be. Um, but then th- that means I don't know when the first match was. Cause I don't know. Doesn't make sense. I don't remember things. I don't know. I, mean, when, I don't think they had it. They need to have a proper singles match. It doesn't count. They need to have exist. a proper singles match, Cole and Jericho, okay? And I bet it would be a thousand times better than an MJF match. Like, they put them for an hour on the show, and no, they thanks. could do it, all no, right? thank you. Well, you don't know. You've never seen a match with them, okay? So I dare, I dare you to pull up the AEW record books, and you tell me when they had a singles match. I bet you it's in there. And, and you won't, because you can't. They might want to forget it, because it wasn't very good. <laughs> That's true. They, and they it was actually, unsanctioned, so they it should didn't be, exist. They should be grateful it's unsanctioned. Yes. Um, Sammy says he's not apologizing for anything. Uh, Jericho told Sammy that maybe they should reunite as a tag team next week, so Sammy can remember who the boss is. Uh, who's the boss? That's a TV show. Tony Danza, baby. Mm-hmm. Alyssa Milano. That sounds like a familiar name. She was the heartthrob of the, or whatever, the it girl of the 80s, I guess that would have been. Mm-hmm. I feel if like. If I was a girl, I'd be the zit girl. The zit girl? Yeah, because acne. <laughs> nice. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Alan told the wizard, uh, that being Jericho, um, that when he steps in the ring, the magic is gone. That was funny. Yeah, uh, that was funny. Jericho said that maybe Sam and Jericho should beat him up two on one, and Darby said he's not really alone. Ooh, cue a sting pop. And Shivani saying it's Sting. Yes. In fact, in the it most is unnatural sting. way now. Every time. I just like hate I it. get it, but it's Sting. I don't care. <laughs> that's I just it's so. And I don't he care. has a bat. And but he doesn't name it, so that's no. not cool. You should name it something, and like be, maybe it's just a different be, bat every just time. Just be real sassy with it, you know. Mm-hmm. No, you should name it because like Jake Roberts named a snake, so it's like he did. He had different snakes, so he Sting should have two different bats and name them both. And they could be best friends. Damien and Lucifer. Exactly. Trivia that I know. I knew that. And then, and then Sting should name them different things too. Sure. Mm-hmm. He should. His other bat should be like pink. Would that be sassy? Would. Yeah. Okay. So pink bat. And Major and a League black Baseball bat. does that for one month, I think, or something around cancer, there. Breast yeah. Cancer, whatever. Correct. I think the logo's funny. So have there's you ever pink seen bats the, out there. Have you seen the breast cancer logo where it's like F-U and it's like got like the cancer logo but sideways so yeah. it looks like a cuss. Yeah. But it's not a cuss. It's so funny. But it also looks like an abbreviation. If you were to spell out the letters, it's F-U cancer. So it also works as an abbreviation Genius. for said cuss that it visually looks like. Wow. It's pretty funny. I saw it on the back of a car and I was like, ha, funny. 
Um, so Sting <laughs> slowly walked out to the ring with the bat in his hand. Uh, they've Sting and Jericho faced off, as the announcers mentioned. It was the first time they faced off. Yeah, we get a nice stare down there. Great. I'm so happy, and I hope they have a match, because neither of them are old. And they clink bats at one point. Both of them are old, though. Oh. Correct. They should have an unsanctioned match, so I can forget about that one, too. Um, Jericho and Sting. So, yeah, they had the Jericho put his bat against Sting's throat. It's Floyd. Okay. Uh, then Sting okay. took it away and put his nameless bat on Jericho's throat. And Jericho backed out. Sting knocked the bat down. Jericho left. Uh, Sammy slowly left on the other side of the ring as well. Woo. Yeah. It's all ha- it was long, man, this uh, segment. but Not like long, amazing, like Cole and MJF last week. I do appreciate that they're taking the time to like tie up the loose ends about Sammy and Jazz, because I mean, some companies we know would just like never yeah. go back to it. You know, I we did give them like a bit of flack for the weeks and weeks of like clearly um, he's a babyface. Right. What's going on? Where's but I anyone? feel like uh, I think it's a lot better now that they're actually addressing. It. If they just didn't address it, I obviously agree. he would be in a weird state. Yes, in kayfabe, but like I do appreciate them actually addressing Me it because like. I you can I guess spin it as he was like focused on the title or like they were focusing on the title narrative so they didn't really want to bog it down with like throwing another thing in there right I guess mm-hmm. and that I feel like that sounds like me defending EW like a shill or something but I I don't know I feel like it, I, it's fine now that they're addressing it right and that that was my main takeaway from the segment that it's finally been addressed and they're Agreed. starting to like get him away from that and I think that's fine because I think the Jazz faction is kind of a death sentence for upward mobility it and is. sammy has potential i think so too. right so and i think i feel like um with winning the tnt tell so many times he can either do that again win the international title or go up the card mm-hmm. and i don't think he can go up, go up the card much with jazz so yeah i think this is good for him me too i thought this was too long in general yeah. and this... I, thought, I said it was fine and like the crowd was really really into the sting jericho stuff which is why we'll keep getting it you and i are not right but no. the crowd was pretty hyped for it so they're gonna they're going to do stuff like that, which is fine. It's just not everything's for us, I guess, right? I thought Darby sounded good speaking to Jericho, and I did like the line about the magic is gone, but like, that was nice, yeah. I feel like they could have paired five minutes off this, and it wouldn't have hurt me at all. Yeah, right? lines like that. Darby's definitely better on the mic. I think the whole, was, the first, the rebar Mesfer promo was still awesome. And the and the, it's part of what I liked about them doing the Pillars program is it got them experience every week, right? Darby stuff. killed that, honestly. So, like he was he was really great in that program especially. Yep. Um so yeah, uh I think it's like good that they're starting to deal with that. However, I think all the nonsense with Jericho and Singh was unnecessary. Like you're saying we're not fans of that. So that we're going to be in the minority here, which is unfortunate because then, like you said, they're going to keep giving us this, which I don't really want. Me either. Um I think we could add some other ending to this. I think the only defense you can make is that Darby and Singer are now in the ring for the eight-man tag coming up next, but I don't think having them already in the ring is really necessary, no. so I don't really see that as much of a defense to have the segment end with Sting. Um, so I guess Sammy will split from Jazz soon, so that's something decent, I guess. Um, and, like, it, it's just the whole thing's confusing to me, because when did Jericho lose to Cole? Oh my goodness. I just, I don't, you love this bit. You're committed to this bit. I don't get it. <laughs> it's my favorite pal. I'll do that every time. I know you like, will. It's it's the best. Like Cole also never lost to Orange Cassie. So. Great. That match, I don't remember a lot of the match other than when they were on the tunnels. We we all missed the tunnels RIP. Mm-hmm. Um but like um that was um, that match was better than the one he had with Jericho. For sure. That so, match bugged me. I think that one was at Beach Break. Could be. The, the Cassie one. I'm not just saying that because it's Cassie area. That just, I think it was. Anywho, uh, Anywho, next we get a video promo from Sonata. Uh, it's all spoken in Japanese. Basically, 
open challenge for his title at Forbindor. That's yep. it. And we talked about it earlier, what yeah. I think might happen, and should be a yeah. good match. Um, Yeah, so this is fine. It's basically just announcing another title match. That's cool. And so I personally have never really seen much of Sonata, especially I've not seen him I since like him. he's gone single. Um, So I'm open to it at the very least. Plus, it's important to get the IWGP title on the show. The only disadvantage Sonata has is that it, no matter what, and we can confirm that it is, it's going to be a downgrade from the IWGP title match of last year with White, Okada, yeah. Hangman, and Cole. Yeah, that was fun. That was awesome. Did Cole get injured? Maybe. Was the match still good? Yeah. Is it was. the belt still gross? Kinda. <laughs> I don't like that belt. You well, you remember the IWGP title before this one, right? I do. That one's I liked it. Beautiful. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. Uh, uh like there's two belts I would want outside of the AW title and the IWGP V four, which is the one that the current one's the V five. Yeah, it's just it's beautiful, and the Intercontinental title they had was really nice too. Their belts are really nice. Mm-hmm. Now not a white strap, so it's like those two belts were beautiful, and you replace it with the crown looking thing. Like it just it only really looked good on Jay White, I thought, and maybe Osprey. Yeah, and that sounds biased, and it is, but it's also not <laughs> at the same time. Stand by. I didn't like it on Okada. I just like yeah. Okada looked nice with the like the V four. It's it was it's beautiful, and it had like it had one of those things where it's like. It had all the nameplates of the previous champions on the side, yeah. which looked really cool. And but it wasn't intrusive. Like it wasn't like the the RIP to Iron Sheik I'm gonna mention. Like the you know the green belt that he had mm-hmm. and it had like the five side plates and it had the fattest strap ever. <laughs> like that one's like gross because it's like A green straps are bad. We know this from the twenty four seven title. Right. And B like it was just so big, but the IW anyways, the IWG like this belt is not very good, but it's we were talking about this. It's better than their TV belt. The TV belts. <laughs> the TV belt. Atrocious. I will say, the the current IWGP like World joke. Title is only the second worst new title in New Japan. Because oh, that TV title. Actually, we'll talk more about. It's awful. Uh, I'll rant about that if I want to when we get to sure. Sabers. I'm sure you, you will. I, I mean, you can chime in because finally you have something to say about a belt. It's gross. It's I think horrible. it's pretty it's objectively pretty gross. gross. Anyways, Sonata deserves a better belt than the one he has because the v4 is beautiful fair anyways digressions mm-hmm. uh next we have our eight-man tag matches the mogul embassy versus sting darby allen mogul Keith Lee with gray hair i will never and remember Orange that Cassie. it's literally just mogul affiliates and embassy right um it's like the embassy just plus swerve which is just so i get the names right it's well we know swerve and brian cage uh, Bishop Khan, if you want to go there, Correct. and Toa Leona. Correct. Le- Leona, yes. Leona. Okay. I always want to say I Lenoa. was going to... Uh, no, so I said Leona because I was like, I was pretty sure that was right. And I was like, wait, is it Lenoa? And I was like, no, that's the one I Toa said. Lenoa just sounds cool. Yeah, and like, I Leona sound, makes more sense. <laughs> it's weird, but Toa Leona sounds kind of more like his, what his character looks like. Yeah. I, but Toa I Lenoa know. just like... I don't know, man. It works. And my note here is the first hour of this show has flown by. Yeah, that's what was... I like when they do the really long matches. Is yeah. they like it flies by. Like when they if did the long match is good, and I'm engaged in yeah, it. Yeah, which I mean, they don't really do the bad long matches because like no. it reminds me of Cole and uh, sorry, not Cole, Hangman and Danielson mm-hmm. when they did that. Mm-hmm. I think they did that twice. It was the second match, not as long. I think. And remember when we watched Alexander Bailey and it was like half the show. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. that was pretty sweet too. It was. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Alexander's not, uh, that sucks. Yep. And now we have Alex Shelley. Well, he's I like Alex. He's cool. Shelley. I'm I'm happy for him no, getting the title. Yeah. Uh, did you see what Aldis the... did yet? You see the yeah? I, I watched the, the whole heel, episode. Heel turn. Yeah. Woo. 
Surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, anyways, Tide Crash, god damn. He is more interesting as a heel. He's yeah. like the smug. He does well, that really well, well. That's when he was reviving the NWA. He does that well. And pandemic. He yeah. revives the NWA well. <laughs> well, yeah. He did, at least. Now we have Tyrus. Yeah. Anywho, uh, there's a bit of a brawl on the, uh, on the outside to start the match. Uh, there's a code red disorder from Darby as we go to commercial break. Mm-hmm. And you made a good point questioning going to a commercial break when those two are in the ring. Yeah, I thought that was, I mean. They had some bits in the match. I, I, for, I almost forgot they had a singles match. Then I remembered. I was like, uh, we could just do that again. Yes, absolutely. Run you it back. You could get them a whole feud, and I'd be okay with that. Me too. That, that'd be nice. Uh, Gates of Agony launched Darby into a powerbomb from Cage. Oh, that was that pretty cool. That looked cool. Ah, uh, who just did that? The Schism did that. Yeah, move. they did. That's what they did. It looks, it looks good cool, both yeah. times, yeah. And then Swerve just absolutely hammered Darby with a house call. Like, just. You love the house call. It's so good. It's such, <laughs> it's so simple. Like, it's good. It's one of those things like Swerve, because like, it's just like, it's a, it's a slightly different kick motion, but it's like, it just looks so Swerve's good. awesome. Especially with Darby. Like, he just looked like he died exactly. after, like, he just went limp. And like, and Swerve, like, he just like, it looks like Darby just absolutely gets impaled in the head. Yeah. And then also Swerve gets like, he really gets a really good snap on it. Again, the thigh slap, but like, doesn't it bother looked, me. It looks so good. And it, it should not be a good finisher. But honestly, I like that way better than the stomp. Cause like the stomp, the swerve stomp's okay. But I want JML. JML or, driver's nice or too. House call, but house call, it's so good. Like, I mean, if we can't get a drill claw, which we didn't, because did why would we get a drill claw? Why make me happy? We got a house call because the house call, it's it's one of those moves that just it's so simple, but it's so good. Mm-hmm. It this one was just I have to rave about it because it was just he, it was on on the button as they say, just. <laughs> It was perfect. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Cage pinned him off of that, uh, but they got broken up because that would have been a match ender. Let's be honest. Darby died there. It was epic. Uh, Pop over Snow from Darby, and then Keith Lee tags in for a hot take flurry. Uh, Lee did the thing where he stands there because he's a big mountain boy uh, when Sport went for, for a roll through. Is this where he botched the monkey flip member and he tried no to... that was not flurry yeah because yeah. Cade tried to monkey flip him and he, he almost it would have been cool he landed and then he fell on his ass still it was, it was respect him for trying he almost got he was like he was this close because clearly close. he can do it he can do it. no i crazy. swear he's done the similar thing yeah. i know he could do it um that's why it's it's okay because I, I know he could do it yep let's be honest legos first two replex but the rest of mc grab him for like they have the like so it's like a swerve stomp triple powerbomb thing kind of um flashback to lee and swerve i can remember the stomp and the spirit bomb yep. that was a that was sweet cool combo i'm like i think i mentioned this when we were watching or i mentioned it at some point i kind of miss swerve and glory their team names suck but they were really cool as a combination they were because you get the big power and the although he can do other yeah. stuff too i like and that combo the only thing i don't love is obviously it's like the putting two people the same race together right. but like they were so cool together yeah and i mean it sucks that they split, not only because the team doesn't exist anymore, cause, but because the, their uh, breakup feud never really panned out no. great. And especially because the mogul affiliates suck. There was lots of meat on that bone still, right. as and they say, I, I feel like. I, f- I wish we had gotten a proper program and we put them on the Double or Nothing card, because if you gave them a proper feud and a great match, that could have brought up Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of sucks. But that team was really cool. Um, I'm always going to love the three-way tags that they had, uh, or the one where they won the titles. Like They had some comment- they acclaimed matches were great. Like, I don't know. I'm going to miss that team for sure. Um, but anyways. <laughs> Digression. Uh, yeah. Hey, that was at least more related. True. Uh, Cassie broke that pin. Uh, Lee did that big one on Spine Buster Swerve, which looked pretty awesome. He got some great uh, height on that. He did. Uh, Darby had a coffin drop to the outside. Uh, Cage went for an F5 on Sting. 
Uh, but Cassidy connects with an orange punch, which led directly to Scorpion Death Drop for the win. And I'm just going to say it. I miss days when Cage powerbomb Sting. Just flat out. And I don't everyone think was you're like, gonna see that anymore. oh my God. Yeah, I remember. That was awesome. I thought this match was fun. Um, I liked it, but... And it's you and me, right? That people having to sell the Sting's offense is never my favorite, right? Especially like Brian Cage leading up to the pin here. It's just, I don't know. It's not super believable that this guy is 60-whatever and just his basic offense like devastates people, right? Kind of annoying, but again, the crowd loves mm-hmm. it. So I just feel like us. in particular this time, because I think that's one of our general complaints about Sting, right? Yes. But I hate it even more that it's Brian Cage this time. Because yes. he, like, there's been some, like, the, between this and Team Taz, he's been made to look like a loser because of Sting so many times. It's just like, Cage is... He's a machine. He is a machine. Like, and that's why they call him Cage. <laughs> that's right. Right? So, like, it's just, it sucks that, like, he's made to look like a chump from, like, because of Sting. It's just, like, he could be such a credible big man. It, like, he, he's not going in on the mic, but he's so great in the ring. And so it just kind of sucks, you know? And that's, I agree. It bogs down tag match dream. But, like, other than that, I thought it was a solid, like, one of the frenzy kind of TV yeah, tag. Yeah, right? exactly. It only got nine minutes, right? And we never got... Yeah, it did feel short, kind of. And it wasn't like you got any sustained action between any two people. It was switching around a other lot. Other than but Darby, but <clears throat> commercial it was pretty, break. It was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I thought there was, like... I noted in one spot there was seemed to be some miscommunication between sting and leona but nothing crazy oh yeah but yeah, yeah fun fun match yeah uh there was a lot of action there and then uh some sequences with swerve and darby and keith lee were pretty cool swerve killed him with a house call perfection <laughs> that was spot of the match baby that was sick with with the the catapult powerbomb too that, that, that that's cool but we don't care about that we just care about this house call uh and also the swerve stomp bomb that's always a really nice combination uh, predict- predictable result too because of course Sting had to make something look stupid uh, just sucks it was Brian Cage's time but um, his gear was kind of cool I will say it, though he should definitely stick to the trunks I don't like him in tights I always find myself saying that though and then eventually get used to it yes. but I, fi- I figure it's always better to complain while you can <laughs> you do like to like it is your hobby because eventually I'm going to forget about it like I still don't love mellow in tights mm-hmm. but it's starting to wear on me so like I'm gonna, I, that's why you complain while you can. And I didn't love Austin Theory and Trunks either. And now or I think that looks re- better. Or when they rename people and stuff. Okay, that that eventually let it go, but somehow never let it go. Like Butch, and the only reason, because I, I remember we were both pretty adamant on Gunther. Yes. But the only reason I'm accepting that is because they actually made him better. They did. Well, yeah, he's. Awesome. I would argue Gunther's better than Walter, or at least on par, because like yeah. they've actually like he's got to be one of the best call ups. Yep. It, for this sure. is a, a digression again, but like. He's he got to be one of the best call-ups they've done, which is surprising because not only is he an NXT call-up, he's an NXT UK call-up. Although some might argue he's else. an undeniable talent, and it's no credit to WWE. I, I would other than say they didn't he screw is, it up. but I, I disagree. I feel like they could have very easily denied him. And I, I, Vince was going to. I remember when he was like the hottest free agent and i just they were i just started oh, hearing yeah. about it and i'm no, like who is this no, guy i was even worse off because when he showed up at the end of i remember that for the end of the first uh uk takeover yeah. after um it was done in joe coffee right i had no idea who it was i was like why is some dude named walter coming like, his name is walter and he's just this big chubby no guy idea. and he oh, is man. a beast walter, absolute beast walter looks so weird now yeah, i know skinny it's walter's crazy i know Gunther's like normal now, pretty he much. Is. It's crazy. Like it he he needs more. Like re- he needs to get more respect for that. Like that's 
Yeah, he's crazy. He's gotten in amazing mm-hmm. shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and so <laughs> I don't even know what how we got to that. Oh, it was uh, from tights. Yeah, that's how like <laughs> we go from we tights went. to names. Like, that's just weird. Uh, but yeah, Cage has been ch- chumped by uh Sting uh far too many times now. Like he's he's old dude. Come on, and. <laughs> what i wrote this is gonna sound mean a drill claw ends night night <laughs> <laughs> yes for sure <laughs> that's so mean but it made me laugh uh anyways this is solid even if any story was lacking pretty much instinct gets it was. the win that's whatever i guess uh next week at the guns interview uh with renee again what um austin says he no has no idea what renee's talking about uh about last week uh, and Colton says they were raised to be polite young gentlemen, so they won't talk mm. bad about anyone and talk about what matters, which is them. Austin says they're the best brother team in AEW, and there's another that's run its course. Mm-hmm. And so Agreed. they're challenging the Hardys to a, to a match next week. Yeah, I, I'm assuming the guns are joining Bullet Club Gold. I think that's I where I, going. I thought it was solid. I just want them to acknowledge it because. It's so weird that I want this. I'm fine with it as I well. Just, I just, I, I kind of want it. It just, it seems right to me. I want to just try it at least. So I think these guys are really um, emerging as solid heels. I think it's too bad they have to face the Hardys. Yeah. But I assume this is a win they can get. Or yeah, I don't know. And so the thing I've been seeing is, and it's kind of mean, but kind of like I told you so. I've been seeing people like. Because Jeff Hardy botched Whisper in the Wind pretty bad. Have you seen the clip um of the Double or Nothing pre-show? He, he's, like, botched it pretty bad. No. Okay. Uh, I might you look should, it up. Okay, try to find it if you can. Yeah. But, like, so people have been saying that and saying, and saying, like, Jeff Hardy's, like, they're, like, the Hardys are kind of losing and, like, it might be time, like, soon. And, like, I'm, like, this is what we've been saying, right? Like, yes. this is, like, between Jeff's legal troubles and their actual work on the mic in the ring, I think it is time for them. So, yeah, it would kind of suck for the guns. And, like... It's weird. I don't even love the guns, but I'm I kind of like them now, which that that on itself is weird. But like, it it does them a huge disservice to win. I think the best case scenario we can hope for is that White and Juice interfere as a recruitment effort. You okay. Know what I mean, yeah, that could are you, happen. Are you finding it? Yep. Okay. Are you watching it? Are I you think watching? so. Okay, it's. I think it's like. Oh, maybe not. There's kind of the weird twist of fate thing, and then um. And then, uh, then, um, then he botches it. Sorry, I was trying to find my words. Anyways, I'll, I don't know if I can find it right okay. now, but I'm I'll try to find it like later. If I find it in a break, then we'll mention it. Okay. Because it, it, it's, it's pretty bad. It's worse than, do you remember the time in the Greatest Royal Rumble where he, he totally missed it on gender and then yes. gender sold it? It was, yes. it's probably worse than that. Oh. Because he doesn't even get there. That's not good. It's, it's worse. It's, um, oh, here's a good comparison. Remember when Evan Bourne, why did I say Evan Bourne? Matt's mm-hmm. when Remember when he debuted in AEW and he just totally botched the shooting star? Mm-hmm. It reminds me of that. Oh, that was awful. It, it's worse. It's a worse version of that, and I'm not even kidding. Okay. Uh, you talked about this, right? So we can go to our, my favorite match of the show. Okay. Uh, next, we get Warlord vs. Jake Hager for the TNT Championship, which is so nice. Yes. I love Jake Hager. I was I was saying towards the end of the match, why is Jake Hager still doing things? That's uh, what I ask. He does he barely does things, I feel like. <laughs> why is he still barely doing things? Right. That's a good one. Um so there's a Hager attacked him from behind during his entrance. Uh there's a pair of clothes ends from Wardlow German suplex. The, Hager does that slam. He always does that, doesn't have a technical name or a name that he's given it. Right. So I literally don't know how to describe it other than the big slam movie he always does. It's like an amateur wrestling. I literally about, yeah. I have no words for it. 
Swanton Bomb from Wardlow, he's probably he could probably just take the moves from Hardy's now because I swear he's done Wizard in the Wind before too. He might have. I think he has. So he, he, has. he could just take the moves, honestly, at this point. Uh, Wardlow powerbombed him to death for the win. <laughs> that's how I described that. And then basically Christian accepted the challenge he put to Luchasaurus. That's the collision match. Yeah, I, this was kind of a miss, but I expected it to be a miss. Uh, I mean, on the plus side, it was short. You got a bunch of interruptions. Um, kind of average action, I would say. I struggled to focus on this. And then my last note just says Christian is evil. That's it. I didn't have a lot of thoughts on this match. I didn't expect to, right? It's just yeah. kind of... This is meh about what I would expect. Uh, third match between them. I think we can cap it at that. No need to run this back. Let's just put it at ever. Um, uh, Luchasaurus finally gets a Tyler shot, so that could be interesting. I just don't find Wardlow interesting. The I, most I interesting thing I found about this is that I forgot about the MMA cage match right. they had. Right. Because that was in the uh, Daily's Place pandemic era. Yep. I'm going to be, and you know me. You remember we, things. And anyone who listens to this should know, should know this about me. I remember stuff. You do. We prove this every week. I genuinely didn't remember nothing. I Googled repressing it. it. I Googled it. And yes. I was like, and then I, only then did I remember. Because I remember, I know we didn't like it. No, we didn't. I know that. And this was the, I think this was in the weird era. It was either during the storyline or after where Wardlow and MJF joined the inner circle. So obviously there's that. But mm -hmm. it was... So it was either when, because I remember when Wardlow and MJF joined the inner circle, Wardlow and Hager always had that big man tension, which yes. was, who cares? But they, I remember, <laughs> I remember, I think one of the matches they had was during that, and then also the then the pinnacle inner circle feud. There was that, anyways. I it's one of those things I totally gapped on, and I was just like, I remember it being weird because Wardlow's not an MMA guy at all. I guess right? that's the so, point. It's like it's Hager's thing, but like, yeah, it was so weird. I because I, it's I don't often like, totally gap on happen. things, and I was just like. Oh yeah, it happened. I swear it happened for some other match recently too, but I'm not, I'm gapping on it again. Anyways, I just thought that was interesting, but this was just a total waste of time. It was exactly what you'd expect. I don't really. Care. I guess the whole angle is to like get Luchasaurus. Yeah. Like, confirmed. Honestly, they could have just done without this. I told I you, it's really the big care. man's championship now. Yeah, that's the the. It should be so much more. It should. It, it should be so much more. Uh, speaking of TNT title, I saw a Scorp in collision packages. Like, Me too. Packages. I just heard on the radio an advertisement, and his name was mentioned. I've seen him actually speaking. On him. the way back from Newmarket mm -hmm. just now. I oh, Please give me men of the year. P Ethan Page is in dire need of something. I, I do I would, feel badly for him. I would love a men of the year revival. That mm -hmm. was a good tag team, okay? Now, I know they're not much experience as a team, but like if you that would build the rank, because they could have a good feud with FTR. Would the matches be the best tag team matches ever probably not but they could get to really good levels and they could, they could carry a storyline though because page and scorp were freaking good they remember were. when they threw darby down the stairs yep that was cool it was and then they got chumped by sting page needs something new to do and scorp has been gone since he lost the title it's been right. like a year so get give me that team again man and guess what what their theme was awesome i knew that was coming i love their theme song so much it is a bop and a half. A bop and a half. Yeah. You heard it here. It is. Oh, it's so good. And you know what I like about AEW? Is even though that team's been long deceased, the theme's still available. I nice. can still listen to it. Nice. Yeah, because they don't take their themes out. Whenever WWE, like, someone leaves, like, the, you know how we had to port the themes over? Yeah. Because they get rid of them, which I understand, but, like... <laughs> <sighs> Anyways. Hiroshi Tanahashi. It's basically he's just challenging MJF. Um, I actually did get enough from the subtitles this time on like the Sonata thing. I generalized that one a lot more. Yeah. Uh, he said the AW title won't shine like it should as long as MJF is champion, probably because of the Burberry strap or something. 
and last year he was this close to being mocked for the title interim. Let's not forget. Correct. Uh, so he challenges MJF to a title match at Forbidden Door. It was a fine, quick little bit. Uh, you know they had to find some way for Tanahashi to get on the show, so it works fine. Yeah, it's. I was fine with it too. Yeah, nothing amazing. Um, I'm like I said, no big fan of Tanahashi, but happy for MJF getting a big match. Yep, it's good for him, I guess. And like it'll be solid. It's just I, I'm probably the least looking forward to it because Sonata versus Jungle Boy has like the bit of unknown intrigue at least. I still think the match is weird and it's a bit of a questionable choice in my opinion, but it's at least like the. Oh yeah, I'm interested. That mm-hmm. kind of thing. Danson Okada is a straight dream match. I'm pumped for that as it is. Mm-hmm. Like just that's awesome. And you can trust them in the ring. Okada is also another guy I'm like I'm not super interested in and I never have been really, but I trust him in the ring. He from what has, I've seen like and the Omega matches like I trust him in the on ring. On the big as stage in big matches, he's yeah. he delivers. So I'm not like I'm not a huge fan of him, but I do like when he's in big matches, obviously, yep. like Omega and... Exactly. Whatever. <laughs> I can just leave that Omega. Yep. And then speaking of Omega Osprey, that I cannot tell you how excited I am for Me that too. match. It's just... it's Excited is such an understatement, because like we were saying, it's it's a dream match like uh, Danson and Okada. The only difference is we got it before, and then therefore, the storyline is there. That's right. And like I'm saying this, if we can get... We need Osprey to win this because, A, that just feels like he needs his re- revenge. And, B, then you can have a rubber match. And I'm saying you bring Osprey back one more time because last year after Fabindor, he, they he came back for the trios tournament. right? Mm-hmm. So then you have him come back for all in because that's kind of in his neck of the woods. Yeah. And then you do a third match because I'm telling you, I've been saying this to you. This could be our FTR Briscoes of the year because that, that was last year's epic match of the year year defining trilogy right it was this is that and let's it, hope it, it could be because re- the rest of the match is already the stuff of legend and i am so high for this i i'm so scared now that it's going to under deliver but right. i'm so excited for this and if, if the second match is as epic as it is then like i hope we see our first five-star match live that'd be great i think this would be it anyways um i think this could be like the the epic trilogy of the year like this could be the year this will be like the thing for 2023 you know what i mean could be that'll be sweet anyways bit of a digression but that <laughs> hey at least i'm keeping it forbidden door related right. right at least it's not like i'm venturing off to talk about butch true we're keeping it hey, careful that we, we can it keep could it go that route right? real fast <laughs> i almost just did it again i almost just did it again um so then we, we cut right to mjf being checked by a doctor and guess who's there renee renee paquette yep um Renee says the match is made official. MJF says no, which that was kind of funny. And he doesn't feel like giving a towel shot some rando from some rinky-dink indie fed in Japan. Yeah, obviously. Which, that, that made me laugh. Uh, he says, as far as Tony Khan booking for a match, he says it wouldn't be the first time he's no-showed, so he says no can do. That was also great. I thought this was pretty nice. I thought this was pretty great for a little, like a, a short little bit, right? It was like maybe like a minute or so. Yeah. Uh, it was really amusing here. I love the diss on New Japan because like, I know it's just like a, he's just throwing away his line, and you know he's not serious. But I know some people oh, would take be. such oh, big. Yeah. That's why I find it funny because yeah. like it's not serious at all. Because AW is literally working with him, right? Because the only person who's going to say that is MJF, because right. that's just his character. So I find that super funny. And then the reference to his previous no show—that's funny too. Like I thought this was really nice. Little well, because that's a way for him to say no. I'm not doing the match. Them to still put the match and promote the match. And the reality is like I've no showed before, so you can put it on the. That poster. wasn't me, agree, but 
Right. Whatever. You can put it on the poster. You can whatever. It doesn't mean I'll be there. Just right. storyline. Like yeah. we obviously we know, know the match happening. will happen. But right. like this was still great. I, yep. I really liked it. It was, it was a cool little bit. Yep. Uh, next we get to Orange Cassidy interview with Renee. Renee. Uh, I noted again because it was back to back Renee's. They just like, <laughs> I that would be. I guess that's like this to break your immersion that some of the segments are live. Yeah, I think just so. Just like I'm not saying I'm not saying that as a genuine criticism. Just like kind of joking, like. If you really wanted to think it's live, it's like, well, how did she get there so fast? <laughs> she Unless there was a commercial break, and I just don't remember. She but I don't think there was a commercial break. I don't think so. Yeah, either. Renee's Renee's mad. She's a wizard, all right. She is a wizard. She's a wizard or a wizette. What's a female wizard? A witch. Is that there how it go. goes? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, female wizard is a witch, and vice versa. Um. So Renee says we don't know who's next for Cassie. He says we know how it goes. Right, but now someone will walk in. Cue Zack Sabre Jr. with the best belt in all of wrestling. Mm-hmm. AEW World title, who? Uh, he says Cassie mentioned him in the media scrum, and he may be the first New Japan World TV champion, but he fancies the idea of being a double champion. Uh, Dan Garcia comes in and says he was the closest to being Cassie for his title. Debatable. Uh, I'd argue Fletcher was pretty close. Uh, but it was his second title of choice, and he asked Cassie where his boy Shibata is. Cassie says he's not, he isn't here, uh, but he will be next week. And he proposes a tag match with him and Shibata versus Garcia and Saber on Dynamite. Cool to see Sabre there, but I thought that uh, Office <laughs> fans will get that mispronunciation. But I thought, I don't know, the Garcia part felt like yeah. shoehorned in there a yeah, little bit. Yeah, a little bit. bit. One thing I wanted to note about the title, like before we talk about the design, just purely like out of name, is I think calling it the, NW, the, or sorry, the New Japan World TV title actually makes sense. Because their service is called New Japan World or New J- NJPW World. Because the one thing I find weird about ROH's title that's a world TV title, which I don't, to me, is a little weird because I don't think it's really a world, it's not a world title. So it's like, like pretty much every title in ROH has the world name in it. Just, other than I just think it means they'll defend it even if the TV show is not in yeah, the but US. I don't know if it is. Anyways, just I'm saying, I think it makes more sense for the New, the New Japan title, which is interesting. Yeah. Anyways, you were, you were saying. Uh, I don't know that it sets up the tag match, I guess, right? But I don't, I didn't remember Garcia being the closest to whatever. But it just felt I would like disagree. There, it felt like they're just trying to buy time to the next to the big match. I yeah. guess I don't know. It was nice to see Saber yeah. Junior. I've, I've come around on him. He I is. Remember, we, I, you didn't like him at no, all. No, CWC because all he was was at the technical stuff, which is fine. But then I didn't understand because it seemed like every match he was having. The other guy tried to work his style, and that didn't make sense to me. Like, why, if I'm a a powerhouse, am I coming in trying to out technical Zack Sabre Jr. Right? But I feel like he's more well rounded now, and more. It's a little bit bigger, which shouldn't matter, but maybe it does. And his character's mm-hmm. more dialed yeah. in now as well. So I like mm-hmm. him now. So that's I think, cool. yeah, this is fine. Um, I think Sabre's an interesting opponent for Casty with all of his injuries, because Sabre could easily manipulate those and Correct. target him. Uh, match is not confirmed as. As of now, but it's safe to assume we'll get it because I, I think, think so. I think it's far too late to tease a match and not put it on the card. Right. Um. I don't know if Shibata versus Garcia will be an ROH thing or a Forbidden Door thing because Shibata was a New Japan guy, but I don't know what he does nowadays other than ROH. He was one of my favorite back in the day. Yeah. 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 And so back to the belt that we don't like. Yep. It is hideous. It's awful. It's like the 
the face plate's like a big rectangle and the side plates are rectangular too. And just the and font like, and everything. The font is, is not good because I think it's the actual their TV logo or whatever. Right. right? And then I think it's got a TV, like a the, an icon of a TV on there. Are you mm-hmm. looking it up? Yeah. <laughs> and like the face plate's like this big rectangular thing. It's like an old TV, right? And I guess. the Or like I, I think that's what the implication would be. And the strap's like this ugly brown. I don't know if your color deficiency can pick up on that. <laughs> But like it's like this ugly like um you know like an old couch that'd be like this leathery brown yeah it's like that the yep. straps like that and it's like, not great it's so like it's so um it's just hideous on the eyes the shape is just not pleasing you know what I mean it's like it's got no flow to it. like you know how the AEW title it's got like the nice like sh- nicely shaped plates and they like decrease in size as it goes down yeah this is like the antithesis of that yeah I don't like it it's just it's it looks so bad when he wears it when he carries it around like i would you'd be hard pressed to find someone who looks good wearing that belt yeah i don't like it i'm sorry i just we had to talk about that because it's for you to be like saying that much that you don't like it that to me is really i generally don't notice or care but a hideous that's a, belt it's yeah. it's horrible it's, it's a bad one of the belt. Best. i remember like hating it when i saw it. i was like it almost looks like a joke it's not nice it's not nice Anywho, next we get Tony Storm versus Sky Blue for the AW Women's World Championship. This is your women's match this week. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sorry, go. I'll save my thoughts. I won't start yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I typed a, I typed a paragraph and a half on this. Let me tell you. Um, there's a suicide in air quotes dive from mm-hmm. Sky Blue, and uh, you know what you're saying, like Santa Escobar, eat, eat your, your heart out. Yeah, because yeah. it was the opposite of that. <laughs> it's so like his is lightning fast, and he or Darby jumped. Allen, if you want to make an AEW comparison, and he dives like, so far, whereas hers was like tentative and barely yeah, clearing the apron. Like Darby of. Allen, yes. if you want to make an AEW comparison, he looks like sometimes he legitimately dies on a dive. Yes. Like sometimes, like whatever. Like I like how imperfect his is sometimes, this and hers just look like opposite. slow and safe as it can, as you can be. You yes. know what I mean? And she's just I, ironic to her name, but she's pretty green. Yeah, a little bit. I think she's a lot better than Cora Jade still, I think, though. Because they're kind of comparable to me. That's pretty diss. She's, anyway, she's having problems lately, I find. Really? I think she's, she's back to that. I feel like she's regressed. But anyways, we'll Yeah, because I remember when I started, or when I, sorry, when I watched 2.0 before I stopped, she was bad. Really bad. Remember she had the whole arc in the War Games match, too? And then uh, I think she was still bad from what I remember. I remember there was a period where you she think was okay. she was decent. For and being then, 21 so or whatever. back to... Not good. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, Storm went to spray paint blue while Soho distracted the ref. But blues... I wrote boo. I forgot the L there. My B. Um, blue sprayed Storm with her can of her own. She just had one. So like, I guess... In I a way, know. she's a smarter than most of the other baby faces who come completely ill-prepared for... But anyways. Or did she take the day of another one lying around? No, like, because I think it was actually like blue paint. I think I saw right. that I somewhere. Right. So it was specifically um, so hers. So she sprayed her with blue paint, then uh, hit her with a super kick. Although wouldn't the ref, if the paint was actually decent, if this were real, she would have paint on her face. Yes. So... Anyways, and then a code blue, but the ref doesn't see the pin with Soho running interference again. When the, I'll get there. One of my favorite parts of this was the can of paint on the super kick went flying into the crowd and a guy I caught think, it. I think it was the one that Storm <laughs> had because yeah. I think she probably like It looked it. funny. Flew way up in the air and yeah. a guy caught it in mm-hmm. the first couple mm-hmm. rows. Um. So, yeah, then there was a Storm Zero for a near fall. Yeah, that was surprising. This is building sky blue, I guess, to be fair. I don't It I don't took like more it, than that. I don't, Not much more, but yeah, <laughs> a like, bit more. You could say this was all building Sky Blue, but I don't like it. Cause not cause I hate Sky Blue, cause that would just be stupid. But I I don't like her. But like I'm not. It's I'm not 
just saying that to hate right. on her. I'm saying that the way they did it was horrible, and I'll, I'll talk about that. Yeah. I got a lot to say. Um, and then Storm submitted Blue with the Cloverleaf. Uh, then they beat her up. Willow made the save. Whatever. Um, you want to go first? So, some good things from this. Okay. Um, Sky Blue was on fire really early. Good energy, right? Say what you will about how clean or not clean. Some she has of good energy. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say I'll give her that. Other yeah. positive crowd loved her. Crowd was all the crowd over does this like match. her. I will say that for her. Like I don't. They love. I don't. Her. I think her name kind of sucks, and she needs a character. She's kind of lacking yeah. that, but she's over. I'll give her that, right? Like, like I'm not trying to. She is. I'm not trying to be. The crowd loved mean. her on the kickout of after the Storm Zero. The crowd was yeah. going nuts for her. So yeah, but there were some problems like that. Did you even mention? Sorry, I, if I was distracted, the whole hip attack where no, I forgot to. Tony Storm. Um. So Blue dodges the hip attack of Tony Storm, right? And then Storm falls off the apron, but has to climb back up because she wasn't and supposed she, like, to slip off there for, and like, just a stand there and wait for a yeah. hip attack. But anyways. So a few problems with this. I don't think Sky Blue's very good yet. She can look good for stretches. I'll give her that. But then there's always a few clunky spots as well, I think. And I don't know what... I also don't know what she's done to earn a title shot. But that um, seems to be a thing in this company sometimes. And then I thought another stupid baby face coming down, right? To face a group that constantly cheats and always attacks people. And you still came down alone. And clearly Willow's there ready to go because she comes down to make the save, right? But I guess at least she was smart enough to have the paint thing ready to, to deal with. But And then, I don't know, I don't love either that if you're trying to build Tony Storm as a credible champion again, that she needs to resort to all sorts of shenanigans to barely beat, like, mid-card generously. I guess she's mid-card at least she's now, right? She's mid-card at best. Um, inexperienced talent like Sky Blue. So I don't know if this helped Storm or if the whole point of this was to try and elevate Sky Blue because it felt that way to me. Mm -hmm. She was the one that dominated most of this match, right? So I, kind of another waste of a women's match, especially with over half of it on a commercial break again. And this division is still lacking. And I'm hoping women get time on collision then to build storylines and characters because mm -hmm. this company's capable. <clears throat> this, this company's capable of telling really good long-term stories. So the fact that they can't or won't for the women's division just reeks of lack of effort to me because they can do it. They've done it many times, right? Um, mm -hmm. So the treatment of this division is probably mm -hmm. my biggest and longest lasting issue with AEW. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think... It's one of the rare weak, like major weak spots on it, AEW. It is, right? and it's, I don't know... It's something like if people were faulting AEW that, for that, I would like... I'm not... It's hard to defend. It's hard to defend, right? Like I yeah. would to a degree, but like I would... Like, I agree. It's something they need to fix. And yes. like, I, I agree. Hopefully Collision is that, even if we don't see it a lot. Like just in general, they need to do it regardless. I right? agree. Um, so I, I tried to remain mostly silent cause I got, a, Go I got a lot here, but I do, I do wholeheartedly agree with you. I think it in general, I just think it's, I'm, I'm saying pretty much the same. I didn't think this was great. I do think it's nice. They're giving young talent like sky blue, a spotlight and opportunity here. And I do like them trying to somewhat elevate her here. Some of it was solid, but I thought some of it wasn't good. And to me, the bad outshines the good here. Yep. And like Sky Blue is just far too inexperienced to like be getting spots like this. I appreciate the effort though, is mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say. Um, however, I think it there then it's therefore a shame in a waste that she's not great. Yeah. And like like the suicide dive was not good. Storm looked dumb waiting on the apron for the hip attack, like you mentioned. Um, I don't think she looks I thought like something you've said about people before is like I don't think she looked the best running the ropes at times. Agree. Like that's one thing for her. Um, and she's just not ready for stuff like this much, um, like less of like or this much less of a world title match. I don't know, or less <laughs> a world title match. I don't know. Um, 
It was a questionable choice from the start to give her a title match ahead of Mercedes Martinez, Nyla Rose, and Britt Baker, especially Baker, because she's also she's already been involved with yep. them. And so that was already questionable to me. And Storm comes out of this looking really bad, too. Not only did she feel she needed to cheat with spray paint to beat Sky Blue, of all people, Sky Blue, um, but also backfired on her and resulted in Storm taking a Storm, I say Storm, Storm taking a Phantom 3 count, meaning if Sir Ruby Soho had intervened, Sky Blue would be your new AW Women's World That's Champion right. right now. And that's what I'm saying. Like, the Cole one works because Cole is believable as a world champion. It was believable he could have beaten MJF in the Eliminator, mm -hmm. and he didn't because of the time limit. That's perfectly believable, but this is nuts. Because, like, I don't have a problem with the Phantom 3 come being used in matches. We used, we saw earlier tonight. We've seen, like, other Cole matches, like, I think the Gargano one with our Unspeed Era around. Mm -hmm. Phantom 3 counts are perfectly fine when they're used perfectly or more properly in big matches with an even playing field between two competitors. This is a TV title match with one person who's clearly above the other. And it's not helping your champion degree. look strong. It makes Storm look really bad, because, like, not only did she need to cheat to help, which is something, like you already said, but at the very least, you were saying, like, that's just, like, what they what do, they to, do. Get, to get a win easier, maybe. Yep. But, like, she would have, she genuinely would have lost yes. if she didn't have help. Like, which is kind of ridiculous to me, because as much as, like, if you want to make Skyblue look good, that's fine. But regardless... One match making her look good, if that were the case, would not make her, like, make it, like, oh, yeah, she could have beaten Storm here. Like, I don't yeah. think there's any universe where she should have beaten Storm here in any way, like, Phantom or not. Um, So nobody looks that great out of this. Uh, and then I wrote, cue dad catchphrase to describe this match, which you already <laughs> I did. did. Yep. So that works as well, I guess. Yep. Uh, Next, we get a Jungle Hook interview. Uh, Jungle Hook says, the summer of Jungle Hook is in full swing. Uh, That's weird. Uh, he feels naked standing next to the hook with a title. Also, a weird thing to say. So he's accepting Sonata's uh, open challenge for the title, and he says he wants Hook to have his back after Bindor. Which after yeah. he says you're my best friend, that Sorry? was weird. I have no idea how Hook is his best friend. The only theory I have is maybe it's its only friend. I I put show me and don't tell me. Maybe like you could have vignettes or something you could have had a segment anything? with them trekking through the woods and chopping up wood exactly that is how you show me a connection instead of just him announcing it like oh you guys are best friends like you You're vaguely are acquaintances yeah, this reeked of a heel turn for me i think so too. i could see it being either i think jungle boy would make more sense because hooks I, just it feels to me over. that's where it's going um because hook doesn't have a lot of depth so i think being the cool silent guy makes more sense yeah because hook's really lacking in depth right now i think so it's yeah boy. this whole thing reeks of a heel turn i agree um then there was a quick package type in the collision main event with everyone talking i didn't really get, there wasn't really much notes i didn't do it no and i then, thought it was good though i like i just yeah. like jay white and juice Robinson. i really do enjoy black or some black Bullet Club Gold. And then, unfortunately, it was Dax um, raving about Punk's abilities was what I remember. Yeah. And then Excalibur ran down the collision card, which I'll talk about. I'll mention quickly just because I, I yeah. found the graphics. So there's Miro's going to be in action. So good to have him back finally. Right. Uh, claimed they're going to speak. That's fine. Get a caster rap. Sky Blue. Woohoo. Uh, Will And Willow versus Storm and Soho. That's fine. Warlow Luchasaurus. Fine. Uh, the match I'm most looking forward to, actually, uh, Murphy versus Andrade. Uh, absolutely. That sounds really awesome. Yeah, give them and, 15 minutes, please. Exactly. Yeah. That that I mean, they should get decent time because this is basically a dynamite, right? Yeah, it should. Um, and then uh, the main event, which is Smojo and Bullet Club Gold versus CMFTR. That should be good too. That should be good. Yeah, but I'm honestly more excited for me too. Murphy and Andrade. That just that's more interesting to me, and I'm I'm weird like that. I oh that's that's like 
dream match is thrown around a lot, but if it, in the right circumstances with yeah. a build and a pay per view match, like that could be for that me. That would have been to cool in uh, NXT or yes. main roster when they were on the same. Should like, be anytime. awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so collision looks solid. Um, yep. Yeah, so that's interesting. Uh, next, we have uh, our main event, which is Blackpool Comic Club versus the Hung Bucks, which they won't call them. Indeed. Um, it was funny. They're, they made reference to it, though. They're, um, the, the little blurb on the nameplate yeah, uh, was it, they were, it said formerly known as a sexually suggestive and anatomically misleading or something. Yeah, I think uh, so. Team name, which I thought that, that was pretty funny. Yep. Uh, that, that, ma- that made me laugh. I, I really like that. that. That reminds me of the funny ones they used to give Hangman all the time. That was one of the best like little things they used to do, give Hangman the funny nameplate. Yeah, that, that was one of the best things. Yeah, that yeah. every week. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's true. You did. Um, so some of the notables, uh, Matt Power on Yuta on the apron early on. Uh, Matt and Nick held Yuta draping off the apron. The Hangman hit a running shooting star off the apron. That was really cool. It was, it was just clean as it hell. It looked awesome. Uh, Nick hit Mox with a slingshot X-Factor. Then he did, went for the thing where he like flips out of the ring through the ropes and hits a moonsault off the apron. Then, but Claudio caught him and he popped him up for an uppercut. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hangman got a hop tag flurry. Uh, the, he did the buckle bomb in the double down Gary spot that the Elite always do. Usually Omega and the Bucks, but works here as well. Matt does the locomotion Northern Light suplexes from Matt capped off with a double one to Mox and Yuta. Um, Mox and Claudio hit Matt Jackson with the Doomsday device for a two count. Uh, Mox with the hammer and anvil elbows, and he locks him out of sleeper, and then he had him on his stomach, and so Nick broke it up with a swanton to Mox's back. Uh, there's a double super kick for each member of Blackpool. Um, then the finish came when Yuta took a BTE trigger, followed by a buckshot lariat for the win for the Hung Bucks. Yeah. Um, and then what are you doing? Sorry, I'm just showing you. I know you're not thrilled to see golf, but the good news is the golf oh. I'm showing you is on TSN Plus, which means ah. because I pay for TSN, we get TSN Plus right now. Oh. It's no additional fee. And that is what collision. Correct. That so I was is, just confirming that that is excellent. Yeah. So I'm, I'm is... sure because Jack has zero interest in golf, but I was just as of was, all the sports too. If as I was he was watch recapping, sports, I'm showing like, him my phone with golf on. I it. wasn't gonna watch. I I wouldn't watch golf even if I was gonna watch sports. But the good news is TSN mm-hmm, Plus. That works. is very good. Yes. And uh, then there's Sorry. um what some then after the match there's what some are calling one of the best dynamite endings ever. Really? Interesting. I, I, I could see the merit. I, yeah, it's um, good for sure. Yeah. Like I was happy to see him. Um, Blackpool attack post match. Eddie Kingston returns, which is pretty cool. Wasn't expecting that. Uh, he goes straight for Claudio because they had the whole ROH yes, feud. That's, so that's right. Cool. Uh, spinning it's back to Yuta. Yeah. yeah, Hurricane. I didn't write that because I forgot how to spell it. Right. So I do know it's a Hurricane. Uh, he hit a Hurricane to Yuta and Claudio. They took Claudio to the ring. Um, what I really liked was there was a brief stand up between Mox and Eddie, and they weren't mm-hmm. attacking each other. That was really cool. I like the like. Where are they at, sort of in their well, relationship? Yeah, so much thing. has changed. I really, especially because yeah. uh, Eddie has issues with the rest of Blackpool, right? Um, especially dancing. Cause remember, they even him and Dance had issues when that's right. They were aligned when Eddie was aligned with them. Because remember, in the first Anarchy in the Arena yep. and uh, Blood and Guts, that whole saga, uh, until Matt Jackson attacked Mox, and you can even see like Eddie was kind of like trying to stop them from yes. attacking Mox, but then Mox is like also getting in his face. Like, like he has problems with Mox, but he also doesn't need Mox to get jumped by multiple right, people. Kind of thing. Doesn't want Eddie in no it's involved com- or something. It's, it, it's interesting. I yeah. Like yeah. It. Um, so there's all that, and then Takesha came out taking out the Bucks and Eddie. Um, I like Takesha being in there. Just the, his involvement here. Heel Takesha's working, man. Yeah, with very little effort. It's I like working. him in the jacket too. It's just, me it's too. Something, and it that's something different too because he didn't really have a jacket before. Right. I just I don't know why it's kind of just his general involvement here just makes me smile. It's I'm I'm just happy for him. Me too. We, we love Takesha ever since the first Hangman match. Like 
yeah a year ago or whatever that opened that opened my eyes to Takesha loved him ever since those so. are my favorite things in wrestling yeah. when it's a wrestler I haven't seen before and he's yeah. awesome oh yeah I'm super happy for him like yeah. I'm, I think this is that push starting to come yep and if one day they he becomes that top baby face debut mass I'm gonna be so happy because me too I'm I'm a Takesha boy yep um omega returns then which is got a nice pop i think and he bows out to Kesha, takes a double super kick and a snapdragon so Takesha did take his fair share of punishment here he that, did. that's all right Takesha's here so we're happy i dropped my airpods um the hung bucks then took out blackpool and so omega's ready lining up uh Takesha with v trigger he connects it and then osprey comes out nice. of nowhere yeah hooks him around that's that super kick kind of thing i like because he he almost hits them from behind but he still yes. hooks his foot to their face yes. it's so cool it's exactly what it looks like it's so cool um, and then he blasts him with a hidden blade to the face. Mm-hmm. And then he's standing over him like all calm. And then he picks him up for a Stormbreaker just because. And then, like, as the show's just about to end, he hit him with another hidden blade. <laughs> at, like, just as the show's going out there and they barely mention. Like, it's just, I love how, like, on it he is. Like, and that, that just makes it for me. Yeah, this, um, I thought this was a, a good match. And I really liked it. It was a lot shorter than I expected, though. Like, nonstop action as you'd expect. And the crowd was obviously super into this as well. Um, I will say it was mo- way more one-sided than I thought. It was the uh, Hong Bucks just dominating, right? And also nitpicking a little bit because they've spent the last few weeks building Yuda, right? And he took a beating in this, I thought, um, and took the pin, right? I believe. So fun match. I don't, I don't know. I wasn't expecting like Blackpool kind of got dominated here, which maybe, maybe um, that says they're going to be winning their encounters in the future or whatever but anyways still a really fun match no nowhere near on the level of the opener this week but i enjoyed the match and then all the aftermath great to see eddie kingston back love him want to hear him talk almost more than i want to see him wrestle to be honest because he's one of my favorite promos and yeah the omega coming in and then osprey was awesome and just this show found and i'll talk about in the overall maybe i won't because i talk about it here they found really quick ways to just get me more excited for forbidden door and i already was right and none of the segments took super long. It was just little vignettes or Osprey showing up for a couple minutes at the end that are just like, yes, I'm ready for this show, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, yeah, good, a good main event, not amazing, but a, and also just like a star-studded aftermath from that, yeah. which helps, right? I hope next week uh, brings more announcements because I think we still need to a couple more the yeah. card a, a bit. Yeah, I don't care if it results in a really long show. I want more matches. I think we need a. Do we have a tag match yet? No, they're all right? singles. So I think we need a tag. We match. need. I think we'll. we'll I think we'll get a few because we got a lot of random ones last yeah. year. I'm okay with that as long as we get good fields this time because we had like weird choices like Sting. Remember like Suzuki teamed with mm-hmm. Guevara and Jericho. I wonder if they'll feel the need to get something on to get a whole bunch of people like a battle royal or a something contender thing. I feel like just because that gets a lot of people were. on a payday or whatever, as yeah. they say, right? I, I feel like know. that's all. That's what all the tag matches were because you get yeah. a bunch of people on the payday. But that's I feel true. like it's also because you're gonna have to fly the new japan people over so it i think they also have to pick who they want to fly over yeah i guess i guess I, I don't know. I, that's what i would think but um yeah i thought this was a good main event i wish it was a little longer so that we could have more back and forth but the action was entertaining the Hongbox had some cool stuff at least they were on the dominant side which was weird they were it's cool the shooting star off the apron was really sweet just the lack of effort that that requires for hangman is just yeah it looked great i appreciate that every time um i think there's a scenario we, where we can definitely get a better match a better version of this match. Um, but I thought it was still fun, entertaining. I like having the hung bucks in action again. Uh, action packed bad times is like a sprint, not in a bad way, but it was solid. Uh, post match was chaotic, but the good kind. And as you've mentioned many times, 
AEW does the post-match uh, tr- attack thing uh, likely All the time. every week, I would say. Um, but I think this was that trope used to its best effect. I think because it wasn't just purely chaos for chaos's sake. Or malfeasance, malfeasance for malfeasance's for malfeasance's sake. sake. Yeah. But, like, it, it kind of was. But it, I feel like, to me, and I feel like, I think most of the time, obviously someone has a reason for coming out and, like, saving some. But sometimes some sometimes the saves are random, right? I feel like everyone who ran out this time had a reason for being there. Yep. And it all just made sense to me. Uh, Kingston showing up for the first time in a while was, A, cool, because we love Eddie. He looked a little bigger, but, hey. We, he did. We, we love Eddie. That's Sorry, okay. We like him. We like him. And I think, um, like, it made sense because... Um, he has a few with Claudio. I think they could do some really cool stuff that AEW is really good at. Mm-hmm. Like, where they have, like, these um, more, like, intricate and detailed storylines, like, deeper, I guess, if you want to go there. Because yep. he's got the few with Claudio, but he's got he's kind of friends with Mox. He doesn't like Danielson. So there's so many dynamics in play with just that alone. So that'll be really cool. Um, and so he has his reasons for being there, right? So that made sense. Uh, it was nice to see Takeshita pop in, too. I don't want him forgotten in the mix. And if he's Callus's boy, it makes sense for him to take advantage of a chance to beat down the Elite and assist Blackpool. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that he's at least helping Blackpool, whether right. he's affiliated or not. So that makes sense. Uh, I'm just, I'm really happy he's in a, mar- the, the, or not a, mar- the marquee storyline going on right now. I'm happy that he's in that, that orbit, even. Um, so I, I do need him more in play, but that's okay. I'm, I'm just happy for him. Good for Takeshita, you know? Yep. And against Omega or someone else, we need a Takeshita Omega match. That would That would be, be awesome awesome if we could get Takeshi to match on Forbidden Door that'd be kind of cool um so then of course Takeshi's appearance brought a um Omega to return unfortunately alone without Ibushi maybe Ibushi Ibushi returns or comes out at Forbidden Door maybe I don't know I feel like we could be getting our hopes up I but there has to be Ibushi we need I I feel like it has to happen I don't know and that brings me to perhaps the best appearance and the surprising one that being Osprey because obviously that makes sense for him to take out Omega ahead of his match with the way things that um have built for their match I would have fully expected him just be keep cutting promos overseas and keep doing like the you know the video beef where it's like they don't meet until the match Mm -hmm. I fully would have expected that yeah Um, but having him pop up here and then also um United Empire, him, Fletcher, and Cobb faced Chaos and Rampage. Very pleasing to me. I'm an Osprey guy lately. Uh, this match should be legendary. Um, ever since, like, I think Forbidden Door last year really kicked things off for me because I was yep. like, I was kind of hoping to see Osprey, but like, I think it was different from this year. And then, um, what he was in the trios tournament with United yep. Empire, which I really loved. Yep. Um, there's the Omega match, which I loved, and like his promo before the Omega match was really cool. That when they had the press conference, that really mm-hmm. blew my mind. Like. So I think between in the past year, I've really come to like love Osprey just all around. So he I'm is awesome. really happy for that. That match should be just amazing. Wait, it should be legend. Wait for it. You know, <laughs> the rest dairy. Um, well, you could sell him a show on that match and Okada dancing alone. I really hope we get some more build and some other cool matches announced in the week. Um, uh, that in the week we have left for the pay per view. Besides that, we the four we have confirmed, which are all good looking. I'm not gonna lie, but I do hope we get more. Um, I we think will. the show looks amazing on its yeah. own, but I'm just I'm intrigued to see more, and I'm hoping Collision will bring some more. And that's the one advantage of having Collision is there's also the Collision before, um, for Bendor. So there's it's really easy for them to do last minute additions Correct. if they want to. Oh, you know what I just realized? No more Saturday night pay per views. Right, which I like, love. That's impossible. I know. That that's sucks. disappointing. They used to. Right? I know they did the odd yeah. time. 
Yep. All right. Uh, thoughts on the show as a whole as I was talking for a while. I liked it. thought, like I said, it did a good job of getting me even more interested in Forbidden Door. Opening match, fantastic. Good enough that I would like, I always say like, I want matches where I tell you to seek it out if you didn't see it. And that is one that I would say that about. Oh yeah, it was it was awesome. Main event was good. Trios match I thought was fun. Uh, or sorry, the main event trios match and the eight man tag I thought was fun too. I didn't love the women's match. It wasn't awful. And Wardlow Hager was probably my low point. I didn't really enjoy that either. Great to see New Japan guys on the show, either in person or in vignettes. Really good show. Um, I'm giving it a... I'm torn between a B and a B+. I'll stay with B. Um, good show. Almost a B+. Uh, not amazing, but that opening match was awesome. And just, I'm getting excited for Forbidden Door. Now, even mm. if we weren't attending, I would still be excited to watch it on TV. Oh, yeah. I, I, think, um, um, I think by the time we watch it again, we'll be able to find on free. Yeah, but I'll I'll definitely want to watch. At the very least, I I have to watch Omega Osprey Again. on TV just to get a, so. a better view of it. Because yep. I'm gonna I I would always rather be there in person first because you can always find it again. Right. So, but I'm definitely gonna have to watch that again because I think I ended up watching Takeover Toronto again. Eventually. Yeah, it's interesting just to see and hear commentary and stuff too, right? Yeah, the match if it's not Booker T, be weird. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna. It won't be Booker T at least. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought this was a pretty good show, actually. I really it liked was. it. Um, yeah, so the opener was awesome, and that was a quarter of the show, technically. Right. right? If the if, you're, if they nailed the time limit. They did. That's a quarter of the show, which that, and that was awesome, so that was definitely worth checking out. Um, the uh, eight-man tag was pretty solid. A TNT title match, nah. Women's title match, nah. And then the main event was also pretty good. So all the matches, I think... We're generally pretty good. I think the good edges out the bad because yeah, of how I great agree. the opener was. Um, the Guevara segment was okay. Um, I thought the guns were solid. Um, MJF, I really enjoyed his little bit. Cassie Sabre was fine. And the rest of the Forbidden Door little bits were solid as yeah, well. I so them. I think it was a pretty good show. Um, I don't know if I could quite go into act- well, the The ending stuff also was really good. That's not really like a... I guess that's kind of a segment. But it that, is. That was also I'd really count nice that too. as a segment, basically. Um, I don't know if I really want to go A range. I don't, I don't think it's quite A range. So what are you going B plus? I would go high B plus. Nice. I don't think it's quite A range just because some of the matches weren't great. And yeah, the, the, that's fair. And the really long segment could have delivered more. You're right. So I True. think it's just, it's just shy of an A. Yeah, good a show. A minus, I mean, yeah, it's Hope, just shy of it. Hoping for one more good one before Hopefully. Forbidden Door. All right, so that will move us out of AEW and into a little bit of trivia in a segment we like to call Off the Top of His Head. All right, we're going to carry on with AI-generated trivia this week, and I decided to go with some money in the bank. I love money in the bank. So the prompt I typed in, this will be good. Can you create 15 challenging multiple choice questions with answers about the best matches from WWE's Money in the Bank pay-per-view? Okay. Okay. So it's and, not just ladder matches. And it said matches. certainly. Well, I don't think it varied from ladder matches. I don't think this is super challenging either, but the challenging <laughs> part doesn't matter. It's whether any of it's correct or not, right? So that's where the fun comes. So let's see. Number one. Well, I feel I would hope they would mention something of a punk versus Cena. You never know. Number one, who won the inaugural Women's Money in the Bank ladder match? Carmella. In, so they got that right. What was the year of it? 2017. They got both. That is right, because it said match in 2017. So that's good. It is Carmella. Who won the Men's Money in the Bank ladder match in 2016? Dean Ambrose, baby. They got it right. Wow. 
I would is, be mad if they got that one wrong. They've I know made that one maybe for they've improved made improvements since last week. Which superstar won the Money in the Bank contract and successfully cashed it in on the same night in 2013? No. 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 Okay. Because what are you knowing? Um. Okay. So that was back when they still did the Raw and SmackDown ones, right? Okay. So, uh, the Raw one was Randy Orton one. I think that was happened to be on the TV recently. That's the answer. Uh, okay, but he didn't cash in the same night. Okay. Because you'll remember the cash in two. Uh, the, and the SmackDown one was Sandow. Do you remember yes. when he had like the leather one that it was custom? Right. So he had that Sandow cash, and I think I want to say it was like November that and year lost. on Cena. And yes, I remember Thank that. You. Yes. And so then Orton's cash in was he. I know he didn't cash on the same night because do you remember when? Brian beat Cena for the W title, and Triple H was the ref. Then Triple H pedigrees Brian Orton cashed in. <laughs> sure, that was at SummerSlam. Okay, remember like the, like then Brian lost the title, you know. So right. That so no. Okay, number four. Who won the first ever Money in the Bank ladder match in two thousand five? I'm always nervous. Okay. The years are way. Yeah, on. but that like you said was wait. Didn't you ask about the Money in the Bank pay per view? Right. Correct. So that that is the match but there. not from it's the, the first money in the bank ladder match that's right and it's edge and they, that is correct okay. nice but work it's so it's right the whole question's right but it's wrong in the confines of the quiz if right. you know what i mean yes in my parameters this right sh- it, it it went outside your parameters so nice. it only took what what question is that four it only took four questions to <laughs> go outside of the parameters i figured that would happen who won the men's money in the bank ladder match in 2020 otis we were just right about that. That, the, you're saying like uh we won that would like we went won someone someone wins unexpectedly as a joke and you were, you were saying in a fast match but I yeah like win up a, a, a two minute money in the bank match or something. I like a five minute one just like so then it's like it's something but like it's nothing who became the first female superstar to win the money in the bank contract twice <sighs> okay so they always do this but I don't think it counts <laughs> okay and I. So who's I think the answer? this is fine. It's Carmella. Correct. And I think that's a fine answer because that's what WWE always says. Yeah. But I think that's kind of cheap because that was because remember in the first match at the pay per view, she's won it twice. James Ellsworth won it yes. for her, so they did the rematch on SmackDown, and that's counting her winning it twice. Gotcha. But I don't think that works because that's just her winning the same briefcase twice. I think that should have nullified the first one because like right. Punk she won didn't it get twice. Two title shots out of it. Exactly. Punk right. genuinely won it twice because he won back to back ladder matches. Edge, you, you can even go with Edge and the Miz winning it twice because they won like match for it. Because remember, Edge took Kennedy's and then Miz beat Otis for his. Yes. So, like, that counts as winning the briefcase itself twice, not winning the ladder match twice, right? But gotcha. that's still winning the briefcase twice. For me, the Carmella one, it's it's kind of cheap because that to me is just re winning the briefcase. So, yeah. like, I'll give them the quiz is right because that's what WWE says, but I don't think that's the right notion. You question their logic. I question logic. Uh, number seven, in 2011, who won the WWE Championship contract at Money in the Bank and later cashed it in to win the title at the same event? I feel like this is 2011? Really... 2011. Okay. So, no. So, who won that year? Uh, the WWE title one would be the Raw one. It was Del Rio. Okay, so they have CM Punk. But they have <laughs> Del Rio as an option. Okay, so that's <laughs> this is bad on many levels. Uh, the whole cashing in thing is close because so first off it can't be punk because this was the year of punk versus cena okay so you know it wasn't punk who won okay. that and second after the match vince did send del rio out with Rukas to cash in but punk kicked him he roundhoused him before he cashed in so it wasn't a fail cash in but it was like a fail mm-hmm. if you know what i mean so that's like almost catching and then he cashed in on punk at SummerSlam after kevin nash attacked him because that Obviously. makes sense as you do as you do um so no 
Okay. Nice. Uh, who won the women's money in the bank ladder match in 2018? Alexa Bliss. Wrong. Asuka. She won in 2020. <laughs> Which superstar successfully cashed in the money in the bank contract at WrestleMania 31? Rollins. Correct. Hey, I'm more... I'm more, and when I'm more impressed <laughs> yeah. that the AI is correct, yeah, yeah. not you. Yeah, that's yeah. the funny part of this. Now. I guess like I don't think that's really really a demand to make pay per view though. I'm I, I, I don't know. that's more of like a general money in the bank thing. I guess whatever. Who won the men's money in the bank ladder match in 2012? Uh, there's two. So go ahead. It was either Cena or Ziggler. Ziggler. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So kind of right. He won the SmackDown one, so that's fair. Which female superstar won the Money in the Bank ladder match in 2019? Um, that was the Bailey one. Correct. Who won the Men's Money in the Bank ladder match in 2014? Rollins. Baby. These are all lazy. Rollins is correct. 2021. Who won the Men's Money in the Bank ladder match? Biggie. Correct. They're actually getting because they're going one. so basic, right? That's the thing. Like these are not that challenging. But anyways, for you. Which superstar won the women's Money in the Bank ladder match in 2021? That was the Nikki Ash one. It was. Correct. Okay, Last was one. That was the most forgettable one. They're on a roll here. Who <laughs> the, won the men's the AI's on a roll. Who won the men's Money in the Bank ladder match in 2018? Uh, Strowman. I think that was just on. They said Miz, so they botched the last one, I guess. Wow. But yeah, so uh, they doing better than yeah. than AI normally does, unless you're wrong. Out, and I was it's right. hoping more. Like, I mean, I I should have expected less from the AI than I was hoping for. I was hoping for more like Punk Cena, yeah, like Miz or sorry, not, not Ambrose Rollins, like the matches that I'm running Money in the Bank, but that were notable. That weren't like, the briefcase. That weren't that, or like Styles Cena one or. Something I've got like an that. idea for one for next week that might okay. be funny. It might let be anyways. We'll get to it, but I, I think it might. I be love fun. the the Del Rio CM Punk one though, because that one reminds me of the. Rollins in the in the W title tournament because how could Punk have won Money in the Bank if he was in the title match? Right. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. Yep. Classic chat GBT. Exactly. All right. So we'll move back into talking about the week that was in wrestling where we take a look at what we liked and didn't like. We call it High Spots and Rest Holds. All right, so the week started on Monday, which is Raw, which is, do you have anything from Monday Night Raw? Uh, I got a little high spot from Raw and then a wrestle that I will go on for length about. Fair enough. Um, so I saw there was one segment where um, backstage Balor was talking to McDonough. They were actually talking this time, so that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, before Priest walked in, because that's the storyline. So then, and McDonough left and he said, thanks for the advice. I don't know if that means anything. It's just interesting to me. So I'm he is going to be joining them at some I hope point. so. I, I, I'm like. just hoping they do something with McDonough. So I'm just taking that as a win. I think Balor will be scapegoated out and go face, and then McDonough will replace him, is I my guess. No, I don't know. I don't know. We'll I don't see. see I don't I'm know. not that I'm watching the product, but that's I like, my guess. I don't know. I'm happy for McDonough doing something. Me too. He's He looks a lot better with the long hair. I remember not liking yeah. it at first, but it. It suits him more. And maybe and that's just me getting used to it, but like it just looks better. I he's like just so good. He looks so much cooler match when it's like all like yeah. back, you know. And he's just so good. Um and also seems like some issues in judgment day. I dropped him again. Um then my rest hold is I wrote in all caps Rear Ripley's goddamn belt. Oh yeah. Sorry. So go ahead. Yeah, I don't I just like it's exactly what I knew it would be. It's it's a white strap version of Rollins belt. It is. Which is stupid. And okay, so then not only is I just I don't like the design because I think I don't know why, but I think the white strap on the World Heavyweight title just looks less good for some reason, or worse, or whatever. Yeah. Like, 
I just don't think it looks as good, and it just looks less appealing to me. Because, like, imagine, like, the big gold ever being on a white strap. I don't think they would ever do that. I saw someone do an edit post of, like, all the previous WWE titles and then just them on white strap with a women's plate on it, which I thought was funny because they would never have done that until right. now, right? So, like, I just don't think that looks as good. And it says women's at the top. I don't love it. Like, you know, I thought I think Rollins belt's really nice, but this is just a downsized white strap version, so I just don't like it. I just I don't like the laziness of it because this is their first, like, really great uh, original design since maybe the North American or UK title because mm-hmm. those are really nice, let's be honest. They are. Um, But I just don't like the laziness of it. And then this begs the question because they're calling this the Women's World Championship, right, which is no issue on the surface because that's what AW calls theirs. Right. That's what ROH calls theirs. That's what a lot of places, like even like Impact, the Knockouts World Championship now, because it didn't used to be, right? Mm-hmm. I, I know it didn't used to be. So that's not an issue. But then you have the WWE Women's Championship on SmackDown, or the Undisputed title, as I would say on the belt. But that's not my gripe. It's like, so if this one's the Women's World Championship, and the other one's just the Women's Championship, is that one a mid-card title? Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? The world outranks it. Right? Like, it's just kind of a weird distinction now. Like, yeah. Okay, yes, the Raw and SmackDown branding isn't amazing, but, like, I think I prefer that to this situation because as long as they did a belt swap. Honestly, the whole new belt situation, the whole confusion, I would have just preferred a belt swap, and I do not like those segments. I think they're stupid and they're lazy. This is stupider and lazier, (laughs) in my opinion. Stupider and lazier. Because, like, now, like, just by name alone, Asuka's belt seems lesser than Mm -hmm. because... Not only is it not undisputed, it's also not the world championship next to the world championship. You know what I mean? I do. At least, like, Roman Reigns is the undisputed universal champion. Blah, 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 whatever. I'll talk about him again after. Yeah. Like, just the whole kerfuffle is just so annoying. It makes, it's just, I didn't care as much about the lazy designs before they introduced these belts, but now it's just making it blatantly obvious. Between Roman's new belt, Oscar's new belt, uh, Ripley's new belt, it's just like. It's intentional it's branding, egregious. I guess. Yeah. It is horrible. But then, like, I hate they make this big song and dance about revealing a new championship. It's just like, oh, you made it gold this time, or you gave it a white <laughs> strap. Like, it's so dumb. Especially at the women's house, because there's so much, like, honestly, the whole SmackDown belt on Raw and Raw belt on SmackDown annoyed me. And I remember that was weird. Yeah. But, like, I would rather them just do a belt swap, because the whole title changes and the di- design changes, the name changes. It's so confusing. And it's so much, like, I just hate it. And then, like, and then also for you now. Say we're previewing a pay-per-view. Are, you're not going to remember which belt's which on which show. Almost no chance. Because at least you could say, oh, Ripley's got the Raw belt. Right. Asuka's got the SmackDown belt. You're going to be like, um, oh, the Women's Championship. Yeah. Uh, which show's that again? I'll be like, Ripley's Championship. Whichever Ripley's one. Championship. Which one's that? Which show's that yeah, belt on again? I won't know. I'll say the Women's World title. Oh, yeah, the SmackDown one? No, it's on Raw. Like, something like that. And I wouldn't even blame you because it's like, they're too similar. It's just like. Especially with them when the division, I feel like, can sometimes find it hard to sustain two titles. It can. To have such a confusing mess with two titles annoys me more. It seems to. You're very annoyed by I titles. I hate the new designs, too. It's just, it's so annoying. Yeah. And they started out so promisingly, because the world title, I will give them praise. It was a good design, and they actually did something nice for once. Then they did the Undisputed Title, and I was like, oh, okay. Then they did Asuka's Belt, which is like, we're just descending more and more. <laughs> nice. That's how it's going. And next, they're going to do a, a tag team title on the new belt when it's gold. And I'm just going to be like, I swear, if it's new penny belts, I'm going to. The big penny. I swear to Coming God. back. They, they, better, they better actually make something new again. I hope I so. Swear. 
Okay, uh, your turn, sir. Uh, NXT this week. Um, high spot. I thought a good opening six man tag with a stupid finish. And even as I'm reading the notes, I don't was remember. Was it the, the finish. schism one? It was. Okay. So yeah, was, I can remember this, that was this week. Or it was schism against Lee, Mustafa Ali, and it Tyler Bates. It's the double ref thing, right? Yes. So okay. we got the schism triple power bomb that you talked about. We saw in AEW already, and then we got a backup referee, yeah, who comes out to point out that it was actually Tyler Bate that was the legal man and not whoever got hit with the triple power bomb. Might have been Wesley, I forget. But anyways, you had Ali hit a DDT I think on it was the Ali. I don't. I don't Could actually have been. know. Ali hits a DDT on the floor. Wes hits a dive on the floor to sort of take them and other people out, and then that leaves Bate to finish off Joe Gacy with. Uh, rebound sort of clothesline and a Tyler driver 97 for the pinfall after 15 minutes. Cool match, good action, but the second ref interrupting is something I can never get behind because... That, the amount of times it doesn't happen? Right. When, you, when wrestling does things like this that could happen any, almost any time, right? There's so much stuff that a second ref could catch in almost every match ever, Even but on, they like, don't replay. ever do it. It really makes no sense when yeah. you do it, and it feels lazy like this. There's probably examples on every show where a second ref could do something, but they don't do it until stuff like this. So it bugs me, uh, detracted from the match. But the action itself was good, and Schism continues to be on a roll um, lately, which is nice because I like pretty much all of them. I just don't like the gimmick sort of thing. Rest hold. Dana Brooke gets a package and a promo. Yeah, I don't know. That was, I think I caught that. I, don't, I think you were around for a bit of this. Yeah, I don't know what she offers. I guess she's a veteran presence, but it's not even like I like, like that she's... you pointed out it was A, all of her old stuff, yeah. and B, not a lot of wrestling. Very few. That's right. You were there. Yeah. So very few actual wrestling moves, and Cora Jade interrupted at the end and ends up slapping Brooke. They, they so... replayed they played her um, old cartwheel shtick in her entrance right. about 5,000 times. I don't think either one of them sounded good here, and it would set up a match that really shouldn't be good. Um, but then we do get a, a pretty weak women's match. I thought it was Cora Jade and Thea Hale. Uh, Four-minute match, but... And again, oh, I, you showed me something really bad from this. I forget. I uh, what? Yeah, what was it? Oh, I showed you the Cora J or the um, sorry, the Roxanne one. Mm. That was. The oh wait, to remember that, which we'll Thea Hale to. was trying to do like the flipping the arm drag thing, and she oh, just yeah. gave up because she, she did. Didn't, she didn't do the full rotation. Oh yeah, she was holding on to the rope and a wrist lock, and was trying yeah, to, like, which is a thing people do all the time. And she, but just, she just failed at it. Yeah, yeah. So again, they're twenty-one and nineteen years old. These two, right? So the inexperience really showed here. It was not fluid at all. Um. Dana Brooke ends up coming to ringside. Jade hits her. Brooke then shoves Jade into the steps. The ref's distracted. Thea Hale wins with a Kimura that obviously she's learning from Gulak and Dempsey. So there's a little yeah. bit of a tie in there, which is good. Um, but yeah, the match was not. It was only four minutes, but it wasn't pretty at all. I did like the Heritage Cup match that we got, even though I have problems with it and it's not the match we expected because... So have you heard anything? Is Dar actually hurt? Because that's what the only thing that'll save this for me. I don't, I don't, I haven't heard anything. Because it feels like it's the heel faking an injury to get out of a match, right? Because Dar's on crutches. But why would he put Mensa in to take his place uh, in the match? It makes him look really dumb for one of the heels who's supposed to be like kind of smarter. And over, like, he, and his attitude is that he's better than everybody, right? And he loves that cup more than anything. So why would he put who he would argue is a lesser wrestler even in place? Like, even if he likes Mensa, or right. like if he's affiliated, he would still view him as lesser and also wouldn't want his cup like trusted anyone else. It would make sense to me if he goes, I can't do the Heritage Cup, but here you can wrestle Mensa in a Heritage Cup match so you can get used to the rules, but it's not for the cup, right? Mm -hmm. And we'll do this later. So I, yeah, for Dar being sort of clever, this made no sense to me and really bugged me. Then you compound it with the fact that 
the the cup changes hands here, right? Anyways, the match we got was pretty good. I did like seeing Oro Mensa get a chance to shine because he's pretty good. Uh, so Fraser got a early roll up in round one to go ahead, right? And then Mensa got a pinfall off of a kick in round two. Then you had Feroz and Leon come down to take out Lash and Jackson, who are at ringside with Dar, obviously. And Fraser got the winning fall um, in round four with a Phoenix splash. Kind of and a wonky one. Surprisingly, he's the new Heritage Cup champion. Again, I don't like the decision to k- take the cup away from Dar, unless, again, he is injured and they needed to do something. It's the only thing that's going to sort of help me understand this, I guess. Otherwise, I hope Dar wins it back really quickly because it's the perfect prop for him and his character right now which has been working for me and getting a lot of attention. So I don't know if he's really hurt. I haven't heard anything, but a lot of this made no sense to me. Mm-hmm. So then I, d- I just put this in because it's notable. I don't even know who Lola Vice is, but I think she was in the Battle She's Royal. She's a level up person. Okay. Uh, he Most and, of the people like are going to be from level up. Or he something. and Electra, sorry, she and Electra Lopez seem he, to be, seem to be forming an alliance or a team or something. So I don't know who she is, but that looks like it's happening. Another rest hold was Va- uh, Von Wagner and Robert Stone. However, it's almost circling back around into interesting, right? So this was uh, Robert Stone backstage with Wagner really wanting to know. You've been seeing a lot of the of the therapist, right? And Wagner's like, she's been getting a lot out of me. Ha, ha, ha. And um, I highly doubt anyone is genuinely interested in von wagner that way i'm just Agreed. saying like in kayfabe no diss to the man himself So stone's like who do you trust von who do you trust and so wagner says it's you it's always been you which is like a lot i think he's been throwing in lines from like famous movies like that's too cliche for me rom-coms though. and stuff but anyways um then dijack sort of walks by and tells stone he should ditch wagner and work with him instead sort of thing so obviously ridiculous almost circling back into entertaining but but still kind of bad, I think. I ought to check these out. Um, yeah, they, the last two weeks have been worth like watching on the bad side, I would say. Uh, another thing that really aggravated me on this show was Axiom and Scripps taking on Dabakato, right? So Scripps beat Dabakato, right? Axiom lost, uh, whatever. The crowd chants Power Rangers as Axiom and Scripps come in. Did you see their ring gear? You should look that up right now if you can, because you'll see, especially Scripps, but even Axiom, it was kind of Power Ranger-y. So, Dabakato absolutely decimates these two for the first half of this match, like just dominating them like they're a bunch of losers, which is what bothered me about this. Then we get each of them diving onto Kato to sort of weaken him and the and the baby faces, the smaller guys end up taking control. And you do end up with a golden ratio and Axiom and Scripps win. And then you get, what is it, Los Lotharios, right? Angel Garza and Carrillo. Los Lotharios, baby. They attack Axiom and Scripps after the match. Yeah, so, it's pretty Power Rangers. Although Axiom looks mostly, sorry, like he most looks pretty Scripps typical. Scripps is though. pretty Power Ranger. Yeah, Axiom, it looks pretty much like, that might have been what he wore standing deliver. I know he wore white. Yeah. I've seen deliver. So he looks pretty similar. It's mostly Reggie. So I don't get the this, like Axiom and Scripps win, but they should win because it's two of them, right? But they still end up looking like losers for half of this because they were just getting killed by this guy. So I don't know how they come out of this looking good because two men should beat one man, right? So yeah. again, I didn't like this. I'm, I am totally fine with Garza and Carrillo. They've been, correct me if I'm wrong, not used at all lately. Oh, yeah, no, they've been far and realized. I remember, I really like Garza and NXT. I came around on him pretty much. And then he got whisked away and he didn't really get used. So I would... Um, I think they're a good fit to be put back. They're, and a good, nice, they're good together. So. A nice addition to the tag division, right? So I'm totally fine with them I being just never there. cared about Humberto. 
Uh, yeah, you didn't. Another rest hold, Stax has the big wall of pictures with twine thing that Brizongo does, and that's a standard in detective shows and stuff. Mm -hmm. And a couple of them were funny, I guess, which felt weird because this is less of a comedy thing. When it was Brizongo, it made sense, right? Because they're comedy all the way. But I think there was um, a Pete Dunn picture up there calling him Petey Poppins. There was also... Hey, at least it was Pete Dunn. There was also something else that was kind of funny. Oh, um, what was... Oh, I'm already forgetting. Escobar's group in NXT called. With... You forgot? Yeah, I already forget. What were they? Legato? Yes. So you he, forgot about Legato? He had, he, had their, wow. he had their picture up and it said like new name or something on it. How did you forget I don't Legato? know, because I don't remember things. But anyways. Wow. Um, but Legato was sick. So he's still... That's wild. Stax is still assuming that it's Gallus, right? So then why did you do all of this work when you're just like, you always thought it was Gallus, you still think it's Gallus, even though I guess... Anyways, he was ruling people out. Or, me too. Um, so he's going to make some moves to show us he's the underboss. Again, just, and the funny part is right after this, right? So um, you have this storyline of Tony D's in jail because for doing stuff and whatever. Then the next what segment. What is it that he did again? I don't remember. Uh, well, he killed Pretty Deadly is the most recent thing. As they won a tag title shot in SmackDown. He murdered them, right? So, um, and he also killed uh, Two Dimes. Oh, that was another thing. There's a... I think there was a card with two dimes on it on the board of with Twine. So the funny thing is, right, so the storyline of Tony D being arrested, right after this you get um, Davenport, her little vignette where she's admitting to assaulting <laughs> people all I over. I saw that. I didn't see the stacks thing. Right, so scared. she's like, yep, I assaulted uh, Wendy Chu. Right here. Right? And there's even a diagram showing. And who else was it? Saul Ruka Although and Although maybe Nikita it's because it was in the parking lot and Tony D didn't do stuff in the parking lot. Right. So maybe it's just because the NXT parking lot is a lawless wasteland. It is, I think. So, so yeah, you followed that up with... two rules. Suitcases and championships. She's admitting to be a, a serial assailant uh, right after we have a, a guy getting in prison. At least she didn't kill anybody. So I don't think Davenport was bad here. I just thought it was kind of funny uh, <laughs> placing of it on that the show. Funny. Um, I did not enjoy Tatum Paxi and Roxanne Perez and the finish of this. I found it and got you to watch it right. Three minute match. I actually thought Paxi was hitting a couple decent things along the way, but then the finish as um, Roxanne is sort of thrown into the rope. She's trying to hit her pop rocks coming out, but Paxley kind of falls forward. Right. And then as we replayed it, Roxanne kind of lands on her own head and has to settle for like a really awkward looking roll up. It's like the, wor the worst looking code right ever. And the ref is in there checking on Perez, and she seems to be a little bit annoyed, right? Because she kind of flashes her a dirty look. Gives yeah. a dirty look, which is not in Hopefully her she character. Didn't get hurt or anything. I, don't think, I don't think so. But. And then she gets the mic after, and she's. I liked it because she's going for a little bit more intense, a little less of the I'm a lifelong wrestling fan baby face. Her theme is so like yeah. preppy baby face, though, or whatever it is. Like, you, yeah. It's so. So she's coming after Davenport. Um, and then the last thing I thought the main event was actually quite good. I quite enjoyed it, surprisingly, because it was a Baron, T Baron Corbin match. But so it's Ilya Dragunov. He has his entire midsection heavily taped. And what I liked about this is Corbin's kind of got that methodical offense. He's slow, right? Yeah. So he does a good job of going after that targeted midsection. Mostly the lower back is what he focused on. So Dragunov's great at selling. Corbin's slower style really lent itself to this high impact all to the lower back sort of thing. Uh, near the end, Dragunov rallies, hits the delayed suplex that he does, and that falling forearm smash sets up for the Torpedo Moscow, but Braun Breaker shows up uh, out of nowhere 
and he ends up taking the Torpedo Moscow, which then allows Corbin to pick up Dragunov and hit the end of days for the win. And I didn't want Corbin to win, but at least they found a way to make it based off of interference, right? And I'm sure now Dragunov spins into an angle um, with Breaker, obviously, and Corbin will go for the title and lose, I would certainly hope. Um, and you get to talk about Breaker and Seth Rollins next week. But I actually like this a lot more than I thought I would, to be honest. So You liked his ring gear too, right? Uh, his ring gear was a little bit better, but he ended up without a shirt. It was maybe like 4% better, and then the shirt was off. Because colored, right? He had like maroon um, shorts or something. Yeah, he had, I think, red shorts this week. But yeah, still pretty weak. Maroon, um, burgundy, something like that. Can you charge me, the, pass me the charging yeah. cord? I'm yeah. about to die. Uh, moving into Impact now. We got a far too lengthy and busy opening segment. I remember I've done this before where I have to run down the million people that come out. But um, I don't remember. I what, so. But here we go. Ready? So Saban and Shelly talk about being champions, right? Because Shelly. Saw, I saw the bit where it's just them talking. Shelly's the new main champion and Saban is uh, X Nine Division times. again. Right. So they're talking about being champions, whatever. Uh, Nick Aldis interrupts and says that Shelly. <laughs> So he's trying to cut like a complimentary baby face promo a little bit, but maybe it was foreshadowing. Because at one point I remember he says like, you're finally on my level. And the crowd's like, hey, 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 you know, like that's kind of rude because he's the champion and you're not. So anyways, uh, Trey Miguel comes out, belches into the mic to start before talking, which I thought was <laughs> ridiculous. Kenny King and Sheldon Jean come out uh, and the guns then are like, there's three of us and three of you with Aldis, right? And King, Jean and... Miguel, so why don't we have a match? Okay, fine. Then Giselle Shaw comes out, of course, and complains about Trinity. Sure, makes sense, right? <laughs> um, getting all the attention, like all this and the Motor City Machine Gun. So then Trinity comes out and interacts with Jay Vidal. Then Perazzo comes <laughs> oh out to remind... So it's just segueing to everything? Correct. Perazzo comes out to remind us that she's champion with uh, over 500 days combined, rain, whatever. Then Santino comes out, and of course... He, um, Teddy Long's this and makes it a five on five, a match for the main event tonight. A mix tag? Yes. And yeah. I didn't. Why would you do that? I didn't go back to it. Um, I just threw in here that the match was fine. Nothing special. Too many people from multiple divisions involved, right? Uh, Shelly ended up getting the pin in that main event. Uh, and then Aldis hit him with the belt after to turn heel is all. I didn't really, it's not under a high spot nor a rest hold, but this segment was just so long and. It kind of felt like Impact is making like almost a hard reset. Like they're like, hey, just so you know, here's all of the people we're going to be focusing on for the next little bit. But it was a lot and kind of overwhelming. And it was over, like when the segment stopped, it was over 22 minutes. So yes, there was like the intro of the show or whatever. But basically a 20 minute segment with a million people smashed into one. I did not like it. Um, quick little thing I thought was good. Macklin's super pissed. He talked about taking two years to get the title. And then Demore got what he wanted and got the belt off of him and blah, blah, blah. He should still be champion. Really short, but I thought his intensity was good. Um, rest hold the design get a chance to speak. So Diener wonders who's to blame for their failures and looks straight at Angels, who now speaks up and defends himself. He's tired of being bossed around. And all he got was a bat shot accidentally from Diener. He says their failure is Diener's fault. Khan sort of interrupts and basically tries to be peacemaker and saying this is what sammy's trying to do is destroy us who could possibly care would be my question whether this group stays together or not right i for one hope they disband and do anything else they get so much time and attention they never accomplish anything and they just keep spinning their wheels and doing the same thing mm -hmm. it's just average mid-card filler oh yeah i saw something with con um so oh, how, great. how good uh i didn't actually watch much, but how could would you say latimer is He's okay. 
He's like, um, if you took Drew McIntyre and subtracted like 25% of his ability. Okay. Kind of So deal. there's the one promotion that Rhino runs. Yeah. Uh, Insane Wrestling Revolution or whatever. Yeah. It's like in kind of an indie thing. Their main title, it's literally like a color, like palette change of the ECW title yeah. from like the, not the WWE ECW one, but like the actual one. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, point is, Latimer is their world champion, and also their U.S. title is the NWA one, but with a different logo. Anyways, so Latimer is their main champion, and I saw he had a mat. They him and Khan had like a no DQ match, or so I just wanted to see wow. what, how bad you that, that wouldn't would be good. Yeah, I like was, Latimer looks. I didn't think it would be. Latimer has the look, right? Like he's big and jacked, and he's like, in my opinion, maybe better than serviceable, but not much. Uh, you know what I mean? That's why he's in the NWA. Right. Burn. Uh, and he's a not a great person, apparently. From. Uh. Who was he dating that he was? I don't want to say anything. He's with Camille now. Yeah. uh, Who was he dating? uh, Was it Charlotte? Somebody. I don't know. Fact check that. Look it up. I don't know. What what should I search? Um, Um, What was his name in there? Bram. Oh, yeah. Was he Bram in... No, he was something else in he WWE. Was. was are you thinking WWE? Yes. Okay, so I'll I'll go from there. Anyways, have a look and see what you find. There was some issues with a fiance, girlfriend, something. Uh, a high spot. I thought there was a good heel powerhouse versus face cru- face cruiserweight match, and that was um, Rich Swan taking on Moose. And Swan starts out really fast because he's trying to avoid Moose, obviously, so he's flying all over the place. And then eventually, a, a really cool sequence. Moose catches Swan coming over the top to the floor. Slams him on the apron, spins him into the barricade, and then in like power bombs him into the ropes, kind of from the floor, which looked cool. So he's in control. He does that spot where he runs up to the top ropes, but he comes off into a Rich Swan cutter, then another cutter for a near fall, near fall for Swan, and then actually Swan does pick up the win when he counters a spear attempt into a roll up. Uh, this match got quite a bit of time, and I thought it was pretty good uh, TV match and a quality win for Swan. I don't know what they're doing with him, um, and I generally don't find him super interesting, but he's Definitely capable of good matches. Um, rest hold. Heath speaks after attacking Champagne Singh on BTI. Something about his time and impact's been a roller coaster ride with injuries and his friends joining cults. Talking about Rhino, I guess. Now he's going to give everyone a wake up call. And I, honestly, this was just a boring summary of Heath's time and impact. Like, I came here and I was going to do this, and then I got hurt, and then I was going to do this, and then Rhino did this. So. I, he's just a forgettable mid-carder for me. I don't, like He's okay on the mic and he's okay in the ring, but he's a guy that Impact could let go and I don't know who would miss him, to be honest. Just kind of there. He was Kenneth Cameron. Okay. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm still looking. He was the original guy. In, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I know. I was, that's why I was trying to find it. Ascension. Yeah. Uh, that's why I, I was trying to find him through, but I just found him on Wikipedia instead. Um, okay, I'm, I'm, I'll keep going. I'm sorry. A high spot. I, I liked Brian Myers and Moose had a bit of an interaction backstage. To contrast Heath... I. Something, Myers is a mid-carder that I find interesting. I find he can talk better. I like him in the ring better. So he stops Moose backstage and suggests that if Moose had someone with him, he might win more. And Myers thinks that he... It was Charlotte. Yeah, I thought so. He and Moose could beat Ace and Bay, and he walks off leaving Moose to consider it. Um, He counts a domestic battery by strangulation and false imprisonment. Yeah. Oh, okay. Lovely dude, right? All right. Uh, I like Myers here. Realistic message. So he's going to return to WWE. Is your, is, <laughs> I okay. would assume so. Or we should warn Camille. Yes. Uh, although she could probably take him, to be honest. She's a beast. That's, that's true. That's true. Uh, rest hold. Bully Ray. Um, he comes out and does this. Remember, um, WWE did this. It's an unsafe work environment. He's a victim. His mental health is declining. All this stuff. So just when you think Bully Ray is not old enough to be doing this, we get Scott DeMora comes out. 
And he and this was so transparent. Did you hear what this is going? Let me see if you can predict it, right? He's, oh wait, the match. He, yeah, he's yeah. been told by the execs that his behavior has is being unbecoming of a president. He's taking a leave of absence as president. And then I'm like, and obviously, but not as a re like, you know what I mean? Like it's so obvious where they're going. Did Demore used to wrestle? He did. Okay, he was part awesome. of Team Canada. Okay, I knew that. I just didn't know if he actually wrestled or not, or if he was like a manager kind of dude. He was did both, I believe. Okay, that makes um, sense. That makes sense. Things escalate. Demore attacks Bully Ray. Macklin comes in, attacks Demore. Bully and Macklin attack Demore with chairs or about to. Lights go out. PCO appears. Sonata was in TNA. Yes, he was. What? And so was Okada. No, I knew that because they. Yeah, Sonata they was there like as Sonata for a while. The great Sonata. Sorry, yeah. I was just like looking through because I saw um. Latimer won a thing with Team International and said the great Sonata. I was like, is it? And it is. Yep. Uh, keep, keep, sorry, keep going. So we add PCO, which is another dud to this story. He takes chair shots, fires up, and takes out the heels. Demore and PCO will take on Bully Ray and Macklin in Demore's hometown of Windsor. Gross. This is my note. That's what we call side so down the card. This stuff makes me want to change the channel. Two guys who should be retired, taking so much time to push a tired, boring storyline I couldn't Who's care Demore less about. Again? I already forgot. You just said it. Demore is teaming with um, Macklin. Or sorry, uh, who is it? PCO, sorry. Oh, okay. PCO so and Demore, Macklin, and Bully Ray. I, right. I would say three guys who should be retired and then Macklin. And I think they thought they were being clever in building Demore returning to the ring, but it was really obvious that this is where they were going, and I don't care. And well, I just at least he's in great ring shape. As someone who kind of likes Macklin, I feel bad for him. He's out of the title picture and involved That's what I'm with saying. these three. Slide down the card. I agree. Um, last thing, high spot was more of Dirty Dango. He interrupts a um, Bupinder Gujar interview this week because it's he's got his diary. You know those diary special things they're always promoting for Impact. I guess yes. Gujar's got one coming. Anyways, uh, Dango do mocks the documentary, predicting that it's about. Let me guess, it's about how hard you've worked to get to Impact, right? And and he's like, and now you'll just sit around and wait for someone to give you an opportunity like everybody else does, and then. I don't know. It made me laugh. I don't even really know what he means. He goes, except the guy in the hog mask. He gets it, <laughs> which I, I don't know. Bruce? Yeah, which made me laugh. What is, wait, what's that? What's that? I, I think he's just thought it was funny to make a reference to him because he's, he's saying, you're going to sit around and wait for an opportunity, but then except like everybody else, except the guy in the hog mask. Like, is it a joke because he's not, he doesn't even talk. I guess. So he wouldn't speak up for himself. I guess. I don't know. But anyways, it made me laugh. I'm enjoying this new character. I'm not sure where they'll go with it, but it's an improvement. And that's all I had. Do you have any SmackDown? A little bit. So I, uh, the bit of a high spot was um, pretty deadly winning the tag team gauntlet so they get a title shot on the SmackDown that's going to be in London before winning the bank. Yep. I thought that's cool for them. Just I don't think they'll it win. Is. Um, but I'm happy for them because title shot, it means some exposure for them and it's in home country. Yeah. I believe. I want to say they're British. Uh, I think so. Um, anyways. They're UK. That's the point. Pretty deadly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So then that's both. That's, I believe that's really good for them. Then. Yeah. So that's cool. Um. So this one's kind of weird. I didn't know what to think of it because I it's kind of a got elements of both. So it's a rest hold high spot rolled into one. Yeah. Uh. Roman. That happens sometimes. Roman is still carrying all three belts. Right. That doesn't make sense. I know. So why is it a high spot? Just because you like people with because, lots of belts? No. Well. Okay. Well. No. Because he just carries the one and Heyman carries the two old ones. I like it because. In theory, people have been saying he's carrying the lineage of mainly the Universal title right now because that's his 1K title. But the in the W titles, it's really dumb. The W title is essentially on suspension right now. Right. For all intents and purposes. 
Um, and then so when Roman drops a title, it'll be the WWE title, and the Universal title will cease to exist. Mm-hmm. So I like it because then at least it confirms we can keep the same WWE title because say what you want about the the big logo branding, the titles with the the all the titles with the same design, right? Right. The WWE title is the first one, so that's the one I like the most because that's the one I respect for like. It was its own design at the time. Yep. And the black strap, it just looked good. It's not overdoing it with like a brand color like the Universal title did with the red or blue. Mm-hmm. It's not overdoing the main play with this all this gold like the the w, the the new Universal title doesn't have like the white strap changing it. It's just like the plain black strap with the W logo. I think it looks clean. Yeah. And like people want to say it's like a bad belt or whatever. That's not a bad belt. Okay. The W title is not a bad belt. It's I'm not saying it's the best belt ever because I think some of the older ones are probably better because right. they're not like. This one's main purpose is obviously because you know how they always um hand it out like sports games they have the side plates yep it's like the branding right but like it's still a good belt so like point being I'm glad they'll probably it seems they'll likely keep that how much after. belt talk has there been I, on this episode I don't care. it's belt, un- are cool. believable I, I could spin a lot off it's of belts go- it's right? going into the description for sure I can I could spin a lot of talking about belts so you you wouldn't <laughs> well believe. this show is exhibit A I think this I is think like so, the yeah. fifth foray into but belt anyways talk. I just thought it was kind of a high spot so I'm glad they'll yeah. keep that belt at the end because I think that belt deserves like to survive because it's it's good it, it's the original of all these copycats and also it's I think. The the wrestle comes from the whole point of the new title being that they sh- there shouldn't be multiple Correct. belts. You've and, replaced those with right. that. So that's kind of the dumb part. And also the the W title being on suspension is kind of weird because it's so like there's no defined rules for this. They're just kind of doing whatever benefits the situation. Like yeah, on flip. So it's really like I don't like it in that aspect. Fair enough. Um, but anyway, so that is interesting. But then the highest spot with Roman is Jay finally turning on Roman, yes. siding with Jimmy. Nice. And then we'll get Usos and versus Solo and Roman at Money in the Bank. Nice. So that's a that's a big match yeah they're doing like a Makes good sense. job with some marquee tag matches lately because they had that's good roman solo versus uh zane and owens and they had the, the main event which uh, feels like not vince because he hates tag teams right which i mean obviously roman solo aren't a big tag team but still they're big tag team matches involving mm-hmm. tag teams so true good, good enough nice good enough all right well that's going to wrap up all of our high spots and rest holds and you said you do have some stuff to an update from the world of figures Mm-hmm. So we'll get to that now in the segment that we end with called Figuring It Out with Jack. Um, so there, there's only a few new Elite reveals. Some of them were interesting. Um, Stardust. Oh, God. Uh, the, well, so there's some basics. There was the new suit of Cody basics. I think it's a new body. I think it looks nice. I'm just hoping none of them have belts because you're going to digress into... 30 minutes of No, none of them are interesting. Unless you wanted me to talk about how Roman has the same belt. No, nope, we're good. We're good. Okay. Uh, well, actually, that's not true. Uh, championship Showdown 2 packs. What do they all come with? Belts. Belts. Amazing. Um, Actually, probably the most interesting of the two packs is that there's Rock and Mankind from Survivor Series 98. So this is a corporate Mankind. The head does look weird, but it's... um. It does. It's He's got like the bow tie look and the cleaner shirt to make him look uh more corporate. Remember when he was like... <laughs> yes. Remember when uh, Vince was messing with him yes. and then they turned on him at the end of the tournament when Rock turned never, to him? Uh, almost never sh- felt worse for a wrestler like storyline the way they wanted yeah. me to than that. You felt and so he bad he had the shaved face under the mask. So I like that because it's a completely new Mankind. So that's really cool. Mankind was such a great sympathetic figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's Austin Theory uh, and Cody. Austin Theory's got the weird head from the Elite. It looks worse on the basic yeah. body because he looks like he's kind of got a draft neck uh, and he's got the belt with his side plate so that's pretty cool um it's not as shiny because it's like one of the basic the yeah pack I know belts, what you mean. so it's like a little duller right i'm, I'm purely mentioning that so it's more belt talk just to spite awesome. you the belt um, there's episode. street profits which is eh, whatever and um, there's Liv morgan with her money in the bank 
briefcase and the title with her side plates. Nice. Which is the new one introduced in Elite 100. So that's her Money in the Bank winning attire, I think. So it looks fine. And since most of the women cash in on the same night, it's also her cash in attire. Great. Because I'm pretty sure most of them have. Like, or I think, like, like, I think Carmella's the only one to hold it longer than 24 hours. Wow. Really? And she's the first one. Yeah. Interesting. Because, like, so Bailey, oh, sorry, Bliss, Bailey, um, Nikki Ash, or sorry, Bliss, Bla- Bailey, and Liv Morgan all cash in the same night. Nikki Ash cast in the Raw after. Mm-hmm. And Oscar, remember that was when Becky Lynch was pregnant. So she held it for less than 24 hours. She never cashed in, but she also held it for Gave 20, it. Yeah, less yeah. Than 24 hours. Anyway, so yeah, that was interesting. I thought that was weird. Um, so then there's also Street Profits, and they got like the cloth jerseys. Apparently, no Velcro on the back, so you can just slip it over. So that's cool. Um, that they look pretty nice. Yep. Dawkins' body is a little weird, but you can cover it up and then forward. It's also nice. Those are really nice. Yep. Uh, Roman Reigns, just a repaint with a different head that they use in the three packs. So that's fine. Lashley's nice. He's got the Shiner US title with his side plates. That looks really nice. And he's got the half yellow, half black nice. plates. Um, and then the creme de la creme of the set, uh, Dusty Rhodes, WrestleMania 32, Stardust with the polka dot ladder. <laughs> nice. I love it. It's Lila Stardust, so that's pretty cool. And then the Chase variant is Stardust, and like one of my favorite Stardust looks is the blue and silver. Right. And that's really nice. But no polka dots on the ladder. No, because that, cause that one, they, cause they always do the same accessories in the standard Chase, so they have to include the ladder, but it makes sense to just do normal ladder, because then the polka dot ladder is a member from that one match. Right. So yeah, that's cool. I like that, because the only Stardust Elite that they did in the first one was like a I think when he debuted the Stardust look, and it was like the gold paint. Because nobody likes Stardust. Because he was teaming with Gold Dust, and you know Stardust is awesome and whatnot. <laughs> of course. So, I'm. I'm. I don't know. I'm. Not, it's really cool to get an update Stardust. I'm. I'm gonna get both of them because Stardust makes me chuckle. It does. He's funny. Uh, then there's uh topics with there's this Cody Rhodes. Uh, it's pretty much just a repaint, but it's different tights, so it looks cool. Mm-hmm. And then re-releasing um. Because, you know, when you, re- when you re-release action figures or when you put out an action figure anytime, you want to be up to date, right? So why not re-release an iPad Ray Mysterio from three years ago? Extraction. <laughs> exactly. Eye extraction. It's a d- straight re-release. And then you got to re-release a figure that they just put out, right? So Elite 99 Riddle. Nice. Matt Riddle. Scooter. Matt Riddle. Matt. He's got a first name now. He does. Um, yeah. That's and it. I want the Seth Rollins from Elite 99. I just thought I'd throw that out there. All right. You can want that all you want. And I want Stardust. And I think that's wrapping up 152. How so long was that? Two hours and 20 minutes. That's not. With two hours oh, and 12 minutes just, being talk yeah. about belts. Hey. <laughs> just kidding. Not quite that much. Maybe the maybe the 20 minutes. But um, we'll be back next week. We'll maybe, we plan on checking we out Collision. We will preview Forbidden Door, too. Oh, we'll yeah, that's right. Forbidden Door. So, yeah, so uh, there's going to be this weird thing if we talk about Collision. That's the only thing I don't like about it. It's like, it's going to be, we're always going to be like away. a week behind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's a little annoying to me, but we will check it out. Yeah, because it's the first one. We can throw it in high spots and rest holds. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So uh, be on the lookout for that. We'll be back a week from today with episode 153. We hope you're all doing well. We appreciate you checking us out. And until we see you next week, take care. <laughs>